0: Pharrell, this has been a long time coming. Do we like each other? Do we hate each other? Where are we at, Scott? Where are we at?
1: It's a new beginning.
0: It's a new beginning. <laughs> I
1: mean, uh, it's just awesome to see you, and uh, I'm glad you're killing it. I told you that before. I think yeah. it's fantastic. Well, I don't know if I Is this I, where you do it in here?
0: Yeah, they just uh they just built this for me. I mean, it needs a little work, you know. We gotta put some stuff up on the walls, we gotta get a nice couch. Right. But uh, this is where I'm at. I don't know if I'm killing it, Scott Farrell. But I'm uh, I'm, I'm putting the pieces back together. You understand that? I think it's
1: awesome. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's crazy that. Uh I mean I knew you were doing it, right? So I was talking to him for a while yeah. about doing it and I knew you were doing it and I knew I knew Tim Sabian was he was
0: a radio genius?
1: Right, like he's my guy. Right. If, if it wasn't for him Yeah. I mean, seriously, uh in my career anyway, uh yeah. he put me on Y S P
0: Yes he did. He put me on Y S P he, he put me
1: on uh like Eagles pregame. Yes. I was living in Philly, I think I was selling dope. <laughs> yes, you to were survived. And then I and then he hired me at uh Sirius. Right. He put me on um, uh, Howard One yeah. for absolutely no reason at all. Right. Because what do I have to do with him besides nothing? Right. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's go. I mean, because uh, you know anything that guy does, I'm cool with. Yeah, uh, Tim,
0: Tim Sabian. Yeah, yeah Tim. Yeah. I
1: didn't even know uh, Howard right. uh, at all. Like I'd never met him or anything. Obviously, uh, when I was syndicated on Westwood One, right? So wait, uh, uh, explain
0: the years. Way back in the day before Sirius. You were syndicated through Westwood yeah, One? Yeah,
1: so, like, I originally, when I was working at uh, KMBR in San Francisco, Yeah, uh, Mel Carmerson flew out to San Francisco and took me to lunch, at the uh Ritz-Carlton really? with my agent and so
0: Let me let me explain Mel Karmazin is just uh, a, he's a titan in the radio world. Right. Al- although right now he's just chilling and doing nothing which is strange I to me. I think he
1: lives on the uh the Gulf Coast down in oh, really? in Naples okay. somewhere in a mansion yeah. with his uh golden parachute yeah. cuz when they sold it right. to Liberty they gave him like uh, a ton of money let's just say to right. Uh, go away! There can't be two CEOs.
0: Yeah, but he uh, he doesn't know how to relax and just chill and have no, a good time and he, enjoy his life. Matter of fact, when I got fired the last time, right. I'm always googling Mel Carmes and hoping hoping that he's doing something. Got ideas? Cool. Yeah, because he, he would hire me again in a second. So we love came, Mel.
1: He came to um, he came to the he took me to the Ritz Carlton in, in uh, San Francisco. So here I am. I'm doing this uh, show at night in the Bay Area, and I mean to tell you, I was a complete lunatic. yeah, I was uh, I was drunk. I was high, I was insane. I played all this crazy music, and everyone was like, what is this noise? But it was, you know, the the show, like all the hosts hated me from day one. They thought I was a D, and they're like, who is this dude? Who does this dude think he is? And I was like just completely, just absolutely tapping chicks, every chick I met. And I was just hammering drinks and having a blast. I didn't care what anybody thought. And so here comes Mel Karmazin. He, he says, go to lunch with me. And I'm like, of course. Yeah. So I go and I'm in this restaurant in the Ritz-Carlton and he said, uh, I'm going to hire you today to uh, syndicate you on Westwood One. Jesus. And we're going to do Pharrell on a Bench nationally on in New York. Sure. And that's just the end of it. And I was like, Cool. And then he and then he literally said to me and we had like ordered food. Right. And he got up from the table and said uh, we'll be in touch, all right? We'll take yeah, care no, of it. No, it's and, and and then I was like So my agent was at the time Lissa Miller and I'm sitting there with Lissa and he got up and he walked out of the restaurant yeah. and she, and I'm like, Is is he leaving? Yeah and she's like, Yes, and I so I yelled across the room at the wrist card, and I'm like, You're the man <laughs> Mel! You're the man And they had the entire place shut down and then I'm like I looked at her, I'm like, Can we drink and stuff?
0: That's what I'm getting Can at though. Yeah, milk harms never had time to socialize. It when was I like I'm here to check out Scott Farrell. I want to syndicate him. He wants to make sure you don't have devil, uh, right. devil horns. And, and you're not stupid. And you're not stupid. He's, he saw that immediately and he's out. He don't need to talk right. to you anymore. So how about this one? I'm at, Wait, I'm at, how many stations did he put you on in, at that point? Uh, 250. So you went from one station to 250 yeah. just like that? Yeah, and I went on
1: uh, The Fan in New York and from day one, yeah. Mike and a Mad Dog uh, said they were going to quit. Right. They were going to leave the station if they aired me. Right. And then, you know, they, that wasn't happening. Bullshit! That wasn't happening. Uh, so of course the, not. The bottom line was... Is that it didn't matter what they said because I knew that this guy put me on there, yeah. and it didn't matter what Chernoff thought, it didn't matter what any of them thought because he he did it. It was a done deal, and I was on. And what he did was he put me on all those uh, Stern stations, like yeah. like you and uh, Anthony. Yeah, 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 You guys were on like that same uh, syndication,
0: uh, more or, pack, or less. Right? Howard Howard blocked us from a lot of the stations. He couldn't stand us. He didn't. He, he know saw us as competition, Adam. and he didn't want us to be part of that because back then it, it uh, the the logical lineup was uh, Howard in the morning morning. Me and Anthony in the afternoon on all the stations. We were crushing with all the mail demos. Obviously, Howard's Howard. I don't have to explain what, that like shit. Like Boston
1: and everywhere. We were else. on
0: JFK, BCN. Right. Uh, we were supposed to be on K Rock, but it was blocked. We think it was because Howard didn't want us right. to be on his uh, his main station. Uh, and then there was other stations we should have been on with him, but there was there was all this horseshit right. and all this drama. But uh, logically, it should have been Howard in the morning, us in the afternoon, right. and obviously you in there as well. That's like the perfect. Lineup, yeah. yeah, you were the you were the night. I guy. think every,
1: uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I think every great lineup that I was ever on, they fucked up in radio. Of course, I mean every single one of them. Like of course, the lineup that we had at at N E W was the best radio station I'd ever been on. <laughs> it was crazy, and I didn't like. I, I, we'll talk about that in a minute, but yes. I was on uh, that one, and I got to be honest with you. I thought that the. Howard Bubba Pharrell lineup was pretty now, that's pretty strong. crazy. That's strong. It was crazy. Right. And then um, I got
0: problems with two out of the three of those uh, guys. I believe but. that.
1: <laughs> I, I believe that. Now listen, I know that, I, and we'll get into all that, like the stories and everything. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was a great lineup, and then they fired him like about two years into it. Right. And then they looked at me, and I, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go get a, a pretzel." In the, uh, remember the little pretzel room? Sure. I go, they're like, what are you looking at? I go, nothing. I'm gonna grab, you want a pretzel? Because <laughs> I, I thought they were firing me. Right. So I think the reason why I lasted there, because he didn't give a rat's ass about me, uh, was, um, because of, uh, Don Buckwald, right. who was my agent. Right. So, like, they weren't whacking me. But they started talking to me funny, like in, in tongues. They started talking about, hey, would you uh, go on Mad Dog Radio? Do you think you'd like oh, to? Oh, they
0: wanted to slide they you over to, there. They wanted to move me. And so gotcha.
1: they made me go to lunch with him one day. And... Uh, Like, at the time, I wanted to beat his ass. (laughs) Like, I don't like the guy at all. And I thought he was a pussy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to beat your ass. Right. Because I don't like you. And for 20 years, it was a war. Yeah. And uh, for no reason. Like, so when I met the guy the first time, Francesa, he wouldn't shake
0: my hand. Yeah. He he hated me. And I'm like,
1: you're a fat ass, dude.
0: But he hates everybody, doesn't he? He hates
1: everybody. So at the time, I didn't understand these things. I was naive to it. I didn't. It didn't. None of it mattered, but yeah. I, I was such an immature young guy that I thought it mattered. I'm like, okay, you want an enemy? Yeah. I'll give you an enemy. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah, yeah, like, I can do this. Well,
0: we could do this, man. So uh,
1: that did not go well, by the way. Yeah. My uh, whole thing went down. So i it was weird because- Wait,
0: did you guys uh, battle?
1: No, like, yeah, like they would talk bad about me, and I would talk worse about of them. Of course. So like I was really good at hurting feelings and of talking course. about how fat and ugly you are, and your kids don't <laughs> talk to you, and your wife <laughs> A fat hoe God. and I think I did her in college once <laughs> from behind. I don't remember, but all I know that,
0: is that—that's why me and you hit it off immediately. I know we had our issues, and Ooh, I, I hope we worked. We through have that. to tell that story
1: though from the start, so yeah. because I'm guilty
0: of a lot of no, felonies. And so much, so but, am I. But I want to say we got along great from the I beginning. I want to say even when we didn't get along, I'm not should... in here. Or am I yeah, gonna have it's a heart really attack? fucking? Like, hot. I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> it's really hot. Is it is. It yes. me? No, I'm, I'm just... soaking wet. It's like a sauna here. It really is.
1: I'm not, because I wondered if I was having a heart
0: attack. No, we said on another podcast, this feels like an interrogation room, so you're, you're being like, interrogated.
1: like at halfway through it, can I take my shirt off? Because uh, I, I sweat like this when I play basketball four days a week.
0: I'll fucking take my shirt off.
1: Honestly, we should do it. And, in, I'll,
0: and I'll kick your should, ass in three-pointers. We
1: should do it in the, in the nude, the show, I'm thinking. I uh, That's not happening either, you beating me in three-pointers.
0: Are, are you crazy? Listen. How tall are you?
1: Six three, and uh, I play for championships. Son. No,
0: you'll beat me uh, one so, on one. So I'm not play, even going to argue that. We but. play.
1: Uh, can I shoot threes pretty well, Mafia? Not bad.
0: Have you ever seen me shoot threes? We haven't Mafia? seen him play,
1: but I. So I'm documented. You're an undocumented alien at this point <laughs> that's true. we've had we have documentation, and then we just have you telling me how great you are. So I, that's all Good point. I do. Good so, point. Just so you know, all I do in life yeah. is I like I'm like you. I got uh, a wife. The same smoke show, thirty four C, I married her and had two kids. Good for you. So I'm like, Yo, I got two kids and then I play basketball. That's it. I, I do the show yeah. and I play basketball and that is it.
0: Are you uh I don't
1: play golf and all these femi sports where you know, guys get her together and
0: Where are you at with your drinking and your uh drugging?
1: So I quit.
0: Everything? Yeah.
1: God. So how uh, long? Uh it's been um you know, overall, <laughs> overall, I have, a, I have two different windows. Okay. I have one where I haven't, uh, I haven't drank in uh, 13 years, and I quit doing drugs uh, eight years ago. All right. So I still did drugs after I quit drinking. What
0: kind of drugs after you stopped drinking? I mean, I
1: just, uh, I just smoked weed.
0: That's all right. And uh, right?
1: I'd been known to do, I mean, I did plenty of blow. I mean, I did like 400 kilos yeah. a blow, yeah. but I quit all that a long time ago. Can
0: we start from the beginning? I don't even know where to begin because yeah. I met Scott Farrell at WNEW, and we we all hit it off because you have the same attitude as us. Right. When a radio show would attack, uh, whether it was me or me and Anthony right. over the years, it's like, oh, you want to fucking play? Right. And I guess there were imaginary rules in radio wars where you didn't step over certain lines, but right. I'm like, fuck that. This guy's taking some major shots. Shots, so we always joke like people would uh, shoot a BB at us, and we would fucking take out a, right. you know, like a fucking just.
1: You guys did everything. Uh, yeah, like well, an what Uzi the, the just... show to me was insanity. So it was when I heard it for the first time, I just thought it was just the greatest thing ever, and I thought you two guys were just completely insane. Yes, and you were doing all this crazy stuff, like beating people <laughs> yeah. and like putting people in barrels, <laughs> torturing people, electrocuting people, <laughs> <We> shocking <did>. <laughs> nipples, <laughs> um, sex uh, in in places all over the city, and I'm like, I can adapt to this. Well, so what I did. Was I started yeah. telling you, give me a hundred bucks. Yes, if I remember, you'd give me a hundred bucks, yes, and you'd say, We want you to go to happy hour. And in the the three to seven window, you had four hours to get laid.
0: You're drunk, down? Oh, okay.
1: so remember, it was like, We want you to go get drunk, yes, and we want you to get laid. Yes, that was the goal. Yes. If I remember correctly, yes, so
0: that's pretty and much so it.
1: I started calling the show, yeah, from. Bars around New York City, yeah, and I was really good at drinking, yeah. So I would go and I would just get hammered, right? And then I would hit on bitches,
0: <laughs> yes, you and did. Call your show, <laughs> yes, and so I fit right in like
1: a glove, and I loved it. I just thought it was the greatest. Well, thing that, ever.
0: that led to our firing. If you uh, let me jump in for a second, oh, that because was the worst because uh, we were such shock jocks, and our audience was it, mafia.
1: get me a water. I'm dying. <laughs> over <here>. I'm gonna <laughs> no. have a. I'm not literally gonna have a stroke. I'm gonna, I need something. I may start drinking again.
0: It's really <laughs> fucking
1: <laughs> hot in here. It is but like, anyway. Bro, Bro, it's like a Maybe because
0: we're nervous, nervous to see each other for the first time. I haven't seen you in probably ten years, but I
1: think I saw you once in the hall at Sirius, and I and asked we, you if you wanted to fight.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about it because I was like, but but you're six three and you've got I, long arms. And I'm I'm think like, I said,
1: um, I said to you, like, uh, where's your friend now?
0: Right. Wait, oh, you oh, walked down the hall. Club Soda County. No, it
1: was because uh, I thought you'd be, you know, with Anthony, right. and I was like, well, you know, where's your buddy now? You want to go? Because here I am. I'm crazy. I will fight you right here. Oh, I
0: wouldn't. I would, but other than that, it's good to see you. I would be, I would be scared to have Anthony having my back. Trust I me. I saw a guy that, today. That, that, that wouldn't. <laughs> I would rather fight alone at that, is that point. Right? Oh not, yeah, he, he's nah, not a good fighter. No, nah, I don't think. How he is. big is he? He's pretty he, small, right? He's, he's about my size, maybe a little shorter. But uh, so no, I, I gotta just say this. So, we were such shock jocks that our audience expected more and more, and you I felt to like I felt like we were on a runaway train, and we always had a to topic. Right. So in my head, I'm like, "This has got a short uh, shelf life, man. Really? I don't know how the fuck this is going to last." I was surprised when we did get fired for the sex in the church thing. I really was yeah, because because our ratings were ridiculous, and Mel Carnes. Uh, number one, up and down the entire East Coast, some of the shares were insane, insane, how- insane. And I'm like, they're never gonna fire us, man. You know, they- you know that
1: station. I'm on that uh, 98.5, the Hub in Boston, and I think my best number there ever is the best number I ever got in my life. What is it? Uh, it was a 16 share.
0: Shit. In what?
1: In, in uh, you know, men 2554 at right. night. Wow. And I'm on you know, ten to two. Right. So people are always like, man, you 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 work graveyard, you don't matter. The thing is, you know me. Uh, you, you really do. Yeah. I hate suits. Yes. I don't want to see you yes. ever. Don't ever come in my studio and <laughs> yes, give me advice yes. about what I'm doing on the air. I will throw things at you. <laughs> right. I used to throw media guides at a guy in Miami. He would come in and I would I would pelt him with media <laughs> guides across the room yeah. and be like, "Get out!" So I always like working at night because all the games are on. Right. And I'm a gambling addict. Right. So I'm all about sports betting. So at night is when all the action is. All the betting goes on because the nighttime is when it all
0: cashes. And yeah, you, you didn't So have, I like being on at night. Yeah, and you didn't have all the fucking. Do you remember
1: mornings I did morning drive for that station? It was the worst thing that ever happened to me because I literally would come to NEW with blow and drunk, Right. right from the bar. Olive would pick me up in the station van the 1027 NEW black van pick me up at a bar and drive me there and I was absolutely gassed yeah. and I was in the bathroom doing rails <laughs> yeah. just to stay awake during the show
0: you gotta, you gotta know I'm not even kidding Chris Oliver he'd bang on the
1: door and go dude 20 it's seconds time. I go hold on I'll be right there he's are you alright right?" I'm like, he's like your nose is bleeding I go just turn the mic on and I go you're such a narc and then he became the president of CBS no
0: Chris Oliver started as an intern for Ron and Fez, I believe, yes. and then ended up running and programming. And he was an intern for Howard. And he ended up running programming for CBS Radio. It became huge. He was so straight fucking laced, and he loved this guy, right. Scott Farrell, which was, which, was, which was the complete opposite. Farrell at the time, if I remember, weren't you living in some horseshit hotel? Right, I was,
1: and, and I got sued for 60 large, because that was what the tab was at the hotel. 60,000 he owed. 60,000, and they got every penny they sued me, and they were gonna ruin my life. Right. I had lawyers up my ass and I literally had to set up a payment
0: plan and pay him yeah. back every day. He was almost homeless as he was doing was. mornings at NEW. He was all living- my shit was in the office. What what hotel was it again? Because it, was it wasn't the, a good hotel, he, and he and and his bill was sixty G's. It was for actually, a shit hotel.
1: No, it was actually a good
0: place. I forget the name. I of thought it. it was a bad
1: it one. It was on Thirty Fourth and Third, and it was where the New York Rangers uh, stay at training camp. Oh, never mind. So I, when they would walk down of the Garden from there and go to uh, their training camp, and when they all come together in yeah. October to skate,
0: I thought the, I thought the station they, was paying for your bill.
1: No, they didn't. Uh, they didn't pay anything.
0: I didn't know that. So I was
1: paying. Um, I was, and I had a producer that lived in an apartment there too, and that was the one that really sent it over the edge. Yeah, it probably would have been thirty grand, but I had two rooms, and and they were both (laughs) and they were both suites. And then and then the bill got so bad they moved me into the the they have like crack apartments for like. That's what I'm remembering. Okay, so I moved into the crack
0: apartment. Yeah, and what
1: was great is is that I used to have like you know drug dealers. Like deliver, and then uh, the guy would come up the stairs, but they were like filming him the whole time. So when they like sued me, they said, "Listen, we have some uh, video of We want you, you
0: to check you out, man.
1: We 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 have some video of you doing right. some transactions. I'm like, you know. Fuck you, and fuck you, and I was like, what's the problem in here? If you lived in this room, it was like a studio, yeah. and it was the size of your toilet, right. your bathroom. And I was in there at night just blasting rails and drinking beers, and I used to literally, because I made just enough to like survive, I would eat literally uh Triscuits with cheddar cheese chunks on them and slices of turkey and, and, and a can of mustard. And I would squirt it, hit it, drink, and I'd eat about 10 of those. That was my dinner.
0: And this fucking guy performed under this influence. How old were you then, Scott? Um, I mean, N. E. W. we got fired in 2002. That's 16, I was probably, uh, 16 years ago. At NEW? We left NEW 16 years ago. Was it really? We, we got fired in 2002. Okay, oh.
1: well, then that's what it was. It was.
0: But how old were you? so uh,
1: uh, I'm 53 now, so I can't do the math. Oh, so
0: you're in your uh, early 30s. Early 30s, so
1: anyway. The, the, ish, the
0: uh, mid-30s, whatever. The deal was,
1: is the day that that happened, that the guy banged the chick in the Day of Atonement, right. I'll never forget it. Right. It was the Day of Atonement that he did it. Yeah, which in, in
0: Catholic Catholic details. It's like another
1: one of those big Catholic days. I know, days. what
0: are you going to do? So,
1: but I thought it was great, but it was like, I was in full support of it, but I thought that it was, uh, they called me, I was living in, um, Believe it or not, by then I had met 34C. Right. And I moved into uh, a pad in North Bergen, up in that crap hole. Okay. And I was living over there, and I had just moved in, like, two weeks. And we were living in this pad together. We're banging. Everything's good. I'm having a steamy affair with this chick. Because I was doing it before, you know, in Midtown. I met her, and then I was yeah. bringing her to N.E.W. and everything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I got this hot blonde. I'm, I'm tapping. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved with her, and I started living with her. And then the phone rang one morning, literally in the morning. And – um or uh, like it was after I did morning drive, I went home, I went to bed and I was sleeping and the phone rang and they fired me. They said, you're fired. I go, for what? And they go, we're firing everybody. The whole station, yeah. Because thanks w- for Sam. Well, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. So I literally, because we were the big show, and when we fucked up, they're like, you know what? Now we got to clean this whole place. They cleaned it. They fired everybody. No, they kept Ron and Fez. They put Ron and Fez in our spot. I remember them being on the front page of the paper. And I think the uh, the uh, do you remember Mike? I think the title was something like the new Opie and Anthony. They really put him in a shitty spot. Really? Yeah, it
2: was, it was the clean Dopey and Anthony. That's what they had to do the Dopey thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What is that? Like all I know is I don't. I guess I don't that
0: know. Was, that was that was the sex. Sam thing where we had couples all over New York City having sex. That was great. I mean, it's just
1: brilliant stuff. It was brilliant stuff. So when I got fired, um, they...
0: Sorry about that.
1: It didn't matter, but, but I
0: never w- said sorry.
1: Well, what was funny was is that they fired me. So I was at a party at like the Hard Rockers. Yeah. It wasn't it across the street from the station. Uh, what was they? They had the Christmas party.
0: We had Hooters nearby. Do you remember
1: there was like a Christmas party, and then the next day everyone got fired?
0: Uh, no, we got fired in the or summer. Whatever. So I went to this.
1: <laughs> I went to this. Uh, I went to this party, yeah. and I walked across the street to get into the building, and I couldn't get into the bike. Go my my card doesn't work. Yeah, and then I was like the fuck is wrong i can't get in there They're like sir you can't go up i'm like i work in there all my shit's up there because remember yeah. i had it all in yeah, my yeah. office and i never got in the building again and then the next day they they uh, told me you're, you're, i said you owe me a bunch of money i mean i was like a hundred grand or something they owed me yeah and i was like and they were like fuck you wow. you'll never get a penny wow we'll see you in court
0: but why? Why, I, why were they mad at you? We fucked know. up.
1: Well, the first thing they said to me was, "Is that I was the first to go." Yeah, because they thought that I was. Uh, were you
0: sticking up for us? Yes,
1: and I I went on the air. I, I remember that. And I I was. They didn't fire me right away. They. The more I remember it, I they let me keep doing the show for a, a, like a week. Yeah. And in that week, I went on a five day just tear <laughs> supporting you guys because right. I we were like
0: best friends. We were good
1: man. And I was like, this place sucks. Right. What a bunch of pussies. I go. How do you blame them right. for some Nimrod banging his wife from behind at the Day of Atonement? Why is that there? But <laughs> like, right. you jump off a bridge. Hey, hey, man, here, snort this heroin. Right, it's it's killed everyone in town. <laughs> right, but not you. Yeah. Go, I mean, come on. Yeah. Are you gonna do it? Try it, and then the guy does it.
0: Eh, I don't blame. So them. I, so I, I don't I, blame them. They had a fucking. They fire. fired me. No, why? Because there was a huge corporate umbrella back then. what I, I was, I was always pretty smart with our our crazy shit. And what I didn't uh, take in consideration was the radio companies were getting bigger and bigger and they they had other entities. So when you fucked up the radio division, you, you didn't just fuck up the radio division, you were fucking up the whole company. And that's what made Mel Carmeson uh, nervous. He did not want to fire right. us. That's a, you're, and he was, paid us every you're penny. You're my pay
1: grade with all that sophisticated stuff. All I know was... But he, he
0: paid every penny because he didn't want us to go across the street. Which, by the way, we got an offer from Q104 immediately to take on Howard. And uh, we went back to CBS. are like, nope, you're technically on a with us, so you gonna, had to non compete? Uh, no, they they were still paying us to do shit for two and a half years. or are almost two. And oh, and so half years. they owed
1: you, and they gave you two and a half years worth of money. Yes. So here's the deal: I wasn't that sophisticated. Yeah. So they gave me nothing. <laughs> Sorry. And, so but <laughs> I had get my wallet. Listen, I, gotta, I, gotta get my... I had a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I'm in trouble, I, in big trouble, I, I have a I have a pad in Boca. Sure. And it's paid for. Yeah. And it's just fucking Gandhi. And it's just awesome, right? It's right on the water. I'm watching $5 million yachts roll by with chicks naked, nice. with champagne. And I, I said I said to 34C, I go, we're going. Let's go. I got no job. Wow. I got no money. Right. I got an unemployment check. Right. And I got a giant heart on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we moved to Boca, and we lived there. And all we did was lay out all day and party. Because, I mean, I mean.
0: That's not the worst thing to happen to you, right? I had a little. I
1: had the unemployment coming in, but she had money and this and that. And yeah. we, we were like lovers. And we served. Survived.
0: Yeah,
3: and I
1: had a free pad, paid for lights, power, everything's working. Cut ca- cable, I had it all. I'm living in Boca Raton. I got a big ass pool. I'm on the water at the ocean. I had it all. I got a tan. I'm rocking. I'm like getting laid. I'm like, who needs a job? I go, let's get some blow. <laughs> right. And uh, so I were I did that for like six months, and then uh, QAM hired me to do okay. morning drive, and then literally. I've been on the air ever since. Really? And never had a problem see, again.
0: See, my my uh, career's been weird ever since. Well, what happened— It's just been weird. What happened
1: was is that I did that, and then right. I ended up—they uh, ended up—I um, ended up whatever. Uh, I made fun of the morning host, so uh, he was the voice of the Jets, uh, Howard David. You remember oh, yeah, him? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he—I was doing stand-up for a charity. I'm not a comedian. I, in fact, I have zero skills in that. But I was doing it for kids with, like— Cancer and they invited me to do like this shtick because you know the show was number one in Miami and it was real popular, so anything I said they thought was funny, right? Even when it wasn't funny, <laughs> right? And I was like, they're like, come on, do stand up. And so I was gonna go do stand up, and Howard David, we used to hand off to one another, and I did mornings, he did mid mornings, and um, he said to me. Uh what are you funny now? He's like, <laughs> what are you what are you doing? Stand up, he's what are you? Fucking radio like, guys. He goes, What do you think you're funny or something? And I go, right. Listen, I just got done with you know dealing with your wife's dank box for an hour. <laughs> there you go. And that was it. Fired on the spot. Immediately. Fired on the spot. So I ended up going, Bob got me a job eatman.
0: We had the same agent, by the way. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He, he died about Bob. a year ago. I like Bob. I do so, like Bob. So Bob
1: like Bob did a lot for you. You guys all got rich. So I <laughs> here's the deal. I knew Bob, Bob You ain't lying, Mike. You but you ain't I lying. listen, I wasn't I wasn't rich. Right. And he knew I was a fu- fucking whack job, and I was crazy and had nothing. Yeah. And, but I was good with that. I was like a cool dude. Like, I can live with nothing. I just want to be on the radio. I don't sure. care about all this fame and fortune. I just want to do my radio show. Yeah. So thank you very much. So Bob got me on Fox Sports Radio. Right. And then I did Fox Sports Radio for like three years. And I did Man Cow.
0: Right. I was
1: a sidekick to Man Cow in the morning, and then I would do... How the fuck did you be a sidekick
0: for Man it was, Cow? It was
1: unbelievable. It was Obviously,
0: a, you had a good career, but I can't imagine you being a sidekick for that guy. I was a that complete
1: guy. phony, but I was the only one that would... Uh, you know, Because I had to go along with all of this shit. Right. But I, uh, I was the only person that would... Stand up to him, or uh, argue with him, yeah. or confront him, yeah. or because they were all afraid of him. Yeah. It's a lot like Howard with his guys, right? Where they just do whatever he says. And I, I was like, No,
0: no, that ain't we're, happening. No,
1: you're wrong, and you're a pussy. <laughs> right. Okay, so I just thought I did it. And then I would go out drinking with a guy and partying with a guy. We had the best time ever. But when we were on the air, I'll be honest, he was kind of maniacal. He was crazy. Yeah. And he was throwing carts and everything. You know, uh, remember they Christ. used to use carts back yeah, in the day? Of course, day?
0: of course. So
1: I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna jump over. To This counter and i'm gonna split your head open (laughs) okay so here's what's gonna happen and then he's like listen i think you need to go i'm like i'm gonna go but before i
0: go i'm gonna still give you a couple whacks i'm gonna kill you
1: (laughs) and then i'm gonna fuck your wife and then i'm gonna leave town so one thing led to another i moved to atlanta and i was doing like middays and i was and i uh then they they flipped the station to spanish and they're like We're going to put you on Fox Sports Radio because we owe you two years of a lot of money. Yeah. So I was finally making good money again. They were paying me a lot to do it. Right. And they honored the deal. And so they put me on Fox Sports Radio. And I did three years there. And then um, Tim called and put me on Howard Stern, which was honestly.
0: No, slow down. At the time,
1: the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And so what I decided to do when I got hired was I thought I'd just for fun lash out at you and Anthony and say, I think what I said was you couldn't hold his dick. <laughs> yeah, I just. And so. I go, I just thought, so you know, I'm working for him because I'll work for anyone that wants to pay me money. Right. And I just thought while well, I was at it, you two can't hold his dick, so stay out of this. Because oh. you guys were huge there, too.
0: Well, that's why I wanted you to slow down because that's a whole nother. That was bad.
1: Nah. I'm... That was a felony. Radio felony, I got five to ten for that. Well, uh, well, So we lost our friendship for five to ten years because
0: of that. Oh, easily. But, but now let me fill in some of the blanks. <laughs> First of all, when we we met at any, <laughs> are these stories good? They're amazing. When we when we I didn't st- even know
1: we could swear this is like being back on series. Oh uh, yeah,
0: when we uh, when we started at any. Do NW, I gotta swear on my new show? I think so. This is yeah. Crazy. You just you just got assigned to do a podcast for Westwood One, and I couldn't be happier because I think we're building something fucking crazy over here. I gotta now. tell
1: you the fact that, uh, and I mean this uh, till the day I die, the fact that you're doing this. And it's Tim and you doing it yeah. is why is is a huge reason why I did it. I'm
0: having more fun now than I've had in years. Because he told
1: me yeah. how much fun you're having. He's like, I can't even. I can't. I know what you do. Yeah. Like he told me how you do it, and I'm like, Jesus, that's a brilliant plan. <laughs> what he's doing, like for his week, his how his week plays out. Shut up. I'm like, that's just a brilliant thing. I'm like, shit. I even said to him, I go yeah. to Mafia. I said, you know, maybe in a year we could doing
0: that. <laughs> well, no, you, you're crazy <laughs> because I, I heard your podcast is going to be like six days a week, it right? Is. That's nuts. But well, you have to because it's a betting podcast. Because every
1: day is a better. I understand that. You, it, there's so much action Stop. seven days a week.
0: I like I'm pretty, The Sunday
1: show will cover Monday Night Football.
0: I got to admit, I'm pretty much retired, right? right? And then I get a burst of creativity. I come in, I talk to Mike and Carl and, my, and some of my other boys. I'm like, I'm ready to podcast again. Then I take, I, I, I do like two or three right. and then I disappear and he can't get me. On the phone or nothing, and then all of a sudden I'll text him again and like, yeah, I think I'm ready to do some more, Mike, and then uh, you know the cycle continues. It's crazy. I've, I've had uh, offers to go to ABC right. when Imus was uh, retiring, uh, retiring and in the quotes. And they uh, yeah, well they were talking to me first. Uh, which pisses off uh, uh, Sid for some reason. Did you wanna, did but, you is wanna it, but it is the truth. They were talking to me. Um, the money wasn't right, and all I, I'm that horseshit him,
1: I think that he just. Wanted, I like Sid. He just wanted the gig,
0: but I'm trying to be more honest with my fucking life and my right. career. And the fact is, they called me uh, and said they, you know, they were trying to get I'mus out. I love I'mus. We're kind of right. close. Me too. And we we were talking. It's 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 the guys' honest truth. But in the end, the money wasn't right. 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 And I didn't want to rot in a radio station anymore. Right. And now they called me literally last week. They now want me to do like uh, something like 10 to 2, or, uh, 10 to noon every day. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, the money's every not day. there. And I'm like. Yeah, that's the problem. The Every, you said everyday what? Right. Get the fuck out of here. Do you remember when
1: Howard did it, he, whether you like it or not, he had it, uh, what a genius. He was doing like two days a week. Yeah. He's never there. No. He, he gets 12 weeks off a year. I'm like, where do I sign up 12? for this?
0: What, are you kidding me? At least. Way more than 12 weeks. Oh, is it more
1: than 12? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so I don't know. I lost track because if you, if you remember... Now
0: wait, I want to go to NAW for but a this is the
1: truth. Yeah, when God. I was there I
0: want to go back to NAW, Mike when, so listen, bad.
1: When I when I was there, yeah. just so you know, God is my witness, I never got into the whole like Howard World. Right. I was never in that world, in that bubble, in that room. But
0: I don't think anyone is.
1: I I mean I think that all the people that do his show are in there. They're like the mob. They're like uh yeah. you know, they're they're literally in there like a they're like a, a gang. They're yeah. in there, they run it together, and everybody else is an outsider. Meanwhile, I'm on the channel, the other channel at night. And what I did when I, I was I would have
0: sworn you guys were close. Well You made it sound like that.
1: We were. We were
0: close. But, but there, you didn't socialize with a guy a, or hang a, out with a guy ever, right? There
1: was a difference. I did. But oh, it, you did? There was a difference is that I always said, like, and I don't want to upset anyone. Like, I never wanted to, like, you know, hang on his balls when I was there. I just wanted to the, – the reason I was there was to get men – to listen to him. Right. Like, draw in men at night. Right. The sports fans that don't listen to him because he's right. not a sports guy. I hear you. So, I have millions of men that listen to me that are men that are hardcore sports fans that, that you know, he's so great at what he does. That, that was my job, to bring them to him. It, it was and a, so, I never got into that whole world yeah. of being like all them or hanging out with them or doing things with them. I went to parties with Howard and I got invited to parties at Robbins and Howard and birthdays and I went to his wedding. And
0: oh, okay, I, I didn't know you were that close. Things of this
1: nature. When I saw him, I high-fived him. He said, where are you going? I go, I'm going to the Yankee game. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. I never sat around let me, swinging from his nuts no. all day because I didn't think I mattered. All right,
0: let me jump in. First of all, it was a great programming move that Tim Sabian set up, bringing Scott Farrell, who's an amazing talent. Thanks. He's a fuck-up, but he's an amazing talent. I am. You were never able to totally figure it. that out. But it, but I don't think it, you would you would be Scott Farrell if you figured that part of it out. It may
1: not have been as exciting a journey.
0: I think you're the only only one I've met in radio that's more fuck fucked up than me as yeah. far as like taking it too far and blowing up your career. And- I've been
1: fired like 25 times. But
0: this is but I'm, th- this is a compliment by the way. I
1: was with an agent the other day, a big powerful TV agent yeah. and, and you know what she said to me? She said, uh, I can get you this gig for a lot of money yeah. and you're going to be fired in in, in three years, yeah. automatic. And I said, I'm really good at getting fired. <laughs> yeah. For that money, I said, not only will I get fired but I'll do it wearing a giant leather costume. <laughs> right. I'll come in in all leather and do it. Like, I've been fired so many times, like, I, I don't know what to say.
0: I, I'm amazed that you weren't... Uh, I don't
1: know if that's something to be proud of, but no, no. I, I, I've gotten used to it, you know? Like, it's not as... Uh, overwhelming to me when it happens. Some people, you know, when they get fired, they, they want to kill themselves. Yeah, I had, I just move on and move to the next gig.
0: I had a I had a consultant at uh, AF in, in Boston, and before we got fired for the mayor's prank <laughs> up there, which was pretty much my idea too. Uh, that was brilliant. We too. were in a strip club in Atlanta. I don't know why Atlanta, but we were. And he's like, "You got to talk to someone, man. You you like to blow things up." And I found that to be very complimentary right. and i was happy he said that i'm like yeah cuz cuz this is all nonsense right. who gives a fuck right. Who gives a fuck? This isn't a real job. We're trying to entertain people. Uh, of course. And and if you could take it all the way to the to the edge, why the fuck not? What's what are he gonna you? what
1: are they gonna say next? And if what you believe in do your do talent, next?
0: you know there's gonna be another job waiting for you around the right. corner, right? So getting back to the the Howard culture, I find it fascinating. And you're right, you were one of the few that wouldn't hang from his fucking balls. I didn't. I never understood You never
1: heard. I went on his show once. Uh, the entire seven years and it was when I got the job and I did that with a hot chick I was smart enough do you remember Lynn Hoffman sure so I walked in there with her right and I walked in the room and the minute I walked in with this knockout supermodel with it was water, over it was over because he was like
0: who the fuck no, is he that he didn't even care about me he's like well
1: Man, my man, my man. You're coming in here. (laughs) My name's Peace. I'm like, what's up? And then I'm like, I'm going to let her do the show with me. So the first week she did the show with me. But I, you know, it was like a drag race. I was a force and she was a rookie in terms of like going pedal to the metal with me. She, It didn't work. Yeah, I was just overwhelming her. She never got a word in edgewise, and I didn't even mean for that to happen, because I love her. I'm friends with her to this day. She's great. She's making all kinds of money doing voiceovers and movies and things of this nature. But at the time, I tried. I was like, if he's got Robin, I got to bring a hot chick in there. I got to get some <laughs> hot chick that, that bangs and that likes to fucking eat pills and, and get naked. That's what I need on this show. Right. But then what I really needed was is that I've always just been Pharrell on the bench, a solo act because what happened at N.E.W. even i stepped on all those dudes you remember when i first started i was doing it with some guy it was so bad i don't even remember his name blaine was that his name oh
0: remember blaine there's a name from the past i like the
1: guy but he hated me he's like this guy just didn't work who does this guy think he is coming in here
0: but you're one of those guys that i don't think you work well with a partner right over the years it's been tough i'm the
1: coolest dude when it comes to working with people i put mafia and carver high on the air every night all night long, they become stars. Yeah, Everyone knows them on the show. They're, they're famous. Everyone knows who he is. Because right, right. I let him go on the air. Right. I'm not a guy that wants to hog it up. Right. I just think that I'm overwhelming. Right. And when I start going, it's like when I came in here, we just bang. <laughs> well, and then I'm I've like, got, I've I'm got Honestly, I got to it. Honestly, but I feel like, so in my world, in my head, yeah. I feel like, We've had a conversation that's just been titties since I walked in this room. Of course, and I never see or hear that I'm like stepping all over you. No, 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 no. Two but- boys just having a beer and talking.
0: But I do want to say, with the Howard culture, I right. never understood the fact that if you uh, were tight. You had to like hate on everybody else to be in Howard's good graces. Yeah, I, I never understood that, and you were one of the few that didn't do that. You you marched uh, to your own fucking I just beat. Did the
1: sports show, but you I, marched
0: to your own beat. You didn't feel like you had to kiss his ass. Never did. I don't think you did. The one thing
1: I did there was I never did it. I never made my show about him. Right. Ever. He came on my show once. He called in once. In seven years, he, he called the show. This is like in the first year. Just a, He knew he knows how to play everything. He's smart. Yeah. So he, ca- he came on to make me look good yeah. for 10 minutes. And that was it. And I never went on a show. Not only did I not go on a show, but I, I've been gone uh, seven years. And I've never once talked to one person there except Shuly. Basically, is there anyone else? I've never once seen one of them or talked to them or been back there or walked in the building or anything. They put my show on there now. I'm back on there on 206. Congrats. But it's done, I'm just being honest, nothing for my show. Like, because no one listens to that channel. It's like they listen to their music channels and Howard or whatever or sports play by play. Right. uh, CBS Sports Radio's got its own channel on there that, like, literally no one listens to, in my view. Because I'm at night, I'm like. Call in and tell me if you're listening on satellite or if, on, if you're on radio.com. Never once have I gotten a call. I've gotten calls from drug dealers and whores, but I've never gotten a call from anyone over there. So I used to think when I get back on there, it would be it would put my show over the top because like I'm not on in L.A. I'm on in every suburb of L.A., which means you're not on in L.A. Yeah, I'm yeah. on in Ventura and Santa Barbara. Right. Well, fuck that. Right. I'm not on in L.A. I'm not. I'm on in the north side of Chicago, which means I'm not on in Chicago. Right. So I'm, I always complain. I want to be on. You're everywhere. a
0: suburb show right now. I want to be
1: on everywhere. I'm yeah. not interested in not being <laughs> on in Philly or not being on in, you know, uh, San Diego, Minneapolis. I want to be on everywhere. Yeah. So I thought that being on satellite would bring that back to well, me. Well, fill in the blanks. You know, allegedly. What it's done is it's done nothing. Yeah, That's just me. I'm being honest. And I love being on there. It's great. I th- I still listen to it. I only listen to satellite. I love the music. Um and I've, I love the sports, play-by-play. Play. Yeah. And I get every game, every day, always. I have the best package or whatever I, in my car. I, I,
0: I wouldn't know what they're doing because the day they fired me, they got, rid of, they got rid of my VIP package. Well, they did all that to me, too. So I actually
1: paid to get
0: it. <laughs> their music Which is, is the worst. I'm like, a lot lie to you. The music's pretty good. So I'm like, oh, I got fired. But I do like the Pearl Jam channel. So I right. turn that on. And I'm like, your ID number. It roo, roo, roo. didn't work. I'm like, to subscribe. Right. Subscribe. You know how much money I made, you fucking guys. They turned off everyone's. His I guy I guarantee, I made him at least a billion dollars.
1: Mafia's got turned off like uh, a month ago. He made it eleven years or Continuo seven body. years. Seven years it lasted. My sister-in-law's car lasted the, uh, the same week his got turned off. Hers got turned off. Yeah. She hasn't talked to me since. <laughs> I, uh, all I know is that I have it now in my wife's car and my car, and it cost me like mm. three fifty or something a year to have it. But
0: I, I, I wouldn't know what they're up to. But here. I never
1: went back there once. I never yeah. talked to anyone uh, when I when I got the job. So, Olive took me out to dinner, and he goes, "I want to start this sports network."
0: Wait, slow down. When did you get fired from Sirius? Uh, as a timeline, how long has it been? Seven I, years. I never got
1: fired. So I never got fired. Oh, so, you just
0: never resigned with him. Yeah. Them. So what happened was, and now you're back. But I mean, the first time from Howard, how from many years, Howard? How many years ago? Seven years. Wait, you decided to leave? I left. I don't know if I knew that. That's the that. truth.
1: Uh, I left. So what Why? Happened, so what happened was is that um they came to me and they said, you know, we want you to go have lunch with uh Chris Russo and uh we're
0: All you know, right, they want to move you over there. So they
1: said to me in a meeting, we're not sure, Tim and, and it was like Buckwald, we're not sure what Howard wants to do with the channels. He, there's a lot of uncertainty about where the future is with the channels. He's he's considering everything, and then when I heard that, I in Spanish in Portuguese, it said, "You're about to get whacked," because I've been through this before. Like all oh, their little games. Hey, do you think you could uh, maybe Move see over yourself there, over right. here? because they he obviously.
0: What, what do you think that was about? Why would it, I
1: believe it was because?
0: Because let me. I got to stop you again because I I got a lot of blanks right. to fill in for right. you. With Howard not doing a lot of live shows, a lot of repeats, they needed someone like you right. to keep the live programming going. Think, so what do you think that was about? I still think
1: they do, and I think that may have been one of their only swing and misses on those channels, because it's been very successful. Yeah, But I think that they they you know could have kept me on there at night, and you would have had five nights a week, a killer show, still pimping him, right. and uh, doing what I was brought there to do. Yeah, uh, And the show was, I, from day one... This show never had Stern fans listening to it. Stern fans don't like Pharrell on the bench. They don't like some sports guy that uh screams and heavy metals blaring and he's talking about uh doing coke and yeah. and eating uh hash brownies and smoking weed and and banging chicks and and uh, maybe that they like the sex talk but they didn't like a sport that they were like when i got hired if you remember people were like why did they hire that fucking guy
0: no man i thought it was a good hire well i thought it was different. I, I didn't like that you went after us immediately it, it, it what was, the
1: it, fuck it was different it yeah. was but that was stupid but like <laughs> i got big nuts like i was like you know what i figure who could i piss off today I'm like I'm going to come in here I'm going to come in big.
0: I did start laughing. I'm like, "Wait, Scott we
1: we're, we're buds." Okay, so uh
0: But uh, that's what I felt like. Uh, I'm like, "Wait, is he is he attacking us cuz he's he's trying to get in Howard's uh, you know, good graces?" I or? think it was
1: like cuz it was so long ago. Cuz Howard hated
0: our guts at that yeah, point, especially he mine. You. He hated
1: you. But Wait, uh, what do you know? He never, he never said that to me.
0: But you just know.
1: Yeah, obviously, I knew that was that was. I, I think everyone knew that. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole world knew that. That you, you guys, because were
0: weren't him. scared of him, and when he I took know. his shots took at us, on. like he, like he took shots at all these other radio shows, just like you, I'm like, uh-uh, he ain't doing this shit to us. Right. And even though we were even a little scared at the time, right. early on, we're like, fuck but that, we're fighting it. back. And no one's gonna know and that no we're a little ever, nervous about. No this. No one ever had
1: the balls to do it. Right. To take him on because he would crucify anyone. One. He would have these funerals and all these other things he did, Dude. but I he, didn't. I th- wasn't a guy that. Can, can uh, I stop you again? I never listened to all
0: that. No, can I stop you again? So I, I didn't grow up on him. I I've uh, done a lot of growing in the last right. uh, bunch of years, pretty much since I got married, which is coming up on ten years, and had kids, and had kids, which changes you. We should get into that a in little sure. bit. For sure, you got so, a mortgage,
1: and you got to take care of people. No, nah, I don't
0: even care about the money, and I never really? cared about the money. I never. Like, I that didn't, didn't
1: change you. The kids, like that, you. All oh, the kids, totally. For human but, beings,
0: but the mortgage. Or all that I'm like, well, well, we're fine. I think that's why I stopped
1: getting fired because I knew that I had uh, responsibilities, a nice house uh, with a massive mortgage, and I got two little kids and a wife that I'm responsible no, for. Now, before my, I had none of that.
0: My responsibilities were different. They weren't motivated by money, to be honest with you. Because and my wife's cool too. If we downgraded dramatically, she'd be fine. Right. But um, with Howard, I did a lot of growing and and all this horseshit and. I saw him in the hallway one day. Right. I gotta tell you this story because I don't know if you ever heard it. So it, he would come through the uh, the freight elevator. Right. I'd be with my guy at the time, Club Soda Canny. He'd be right. walking me to my show, and uh, Ronnie, who was awesome to me always, we rode the elevator together all the time. I very was always cool. Really with nice to me. I like Ronnie. And uh, he would walk with Howard. And also, I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. Howard's walking down the hall. We never officially met or talked. Right. So and, he didn't
1: even know your face? He knows my face.
0: All right. Uh, trust me. So I, didn't, I don't know these things. So we're walking down the hall, and I swear to you, Scott, I, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. Good morning, Howard. And I just walked by him. Kenny starts giggling like a schoolgirl. I'm like, what's up, Kenny? He's like, he is so mad you just said hi to him. I'm like, but that was a genuine really? hi. Yeah. And then- We would do that two or three times, at least three or four times, I guess. Next thing you know, there was a new rule at Sirius XM where they shut down the whole place until he got into his compound. So, you remember the elevator banks? There's a video on my YouTube channel that, that did extremely well. I do remember it. But. All of a sudden, one day, I, I w- try to walk in, you know, the Sirius XM area, and they're shutting me down. They won't let me go. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? Long story short, they shut down the entire hallway because he did not want to walk
1: past me in the hallway. <laughs> Do you remember when they- um, And I was
0: trying to be a good guy. That's crazy. Because like, he went through all his therapy. Right. I've, I, I've been in therapy well over 10 years now. I'm I've like, done that
1: 50 times. And,
0: but I'm like- Fuck it, maybe maybe we could have an understanding. I don't right. need anything from him. I don't right. want anything from him. But I know I caused him a lot of grief in his life. Right. So I don't want to get into specifics. And I'm like, fuck it, maybe maybe this will be one of those things. And be then be nice, be nice, and we can sit down and talk. And I, we don't have to be friends or anything. But he could understand where I was coming from but he and gave all this. Nothing, nothing. He was so Listen, fucking mad. I, well, I got to
1: be honest with you. Uh, the uh, when they do you remember when the guy uh, went in? Uh, who was it, Casey or something? Or who was the guy, Cabby. Is Cabby. he The guy that went in and shot a load on his chair.
0: Yeah, like filmed that porno. Yeah, or something? and then they
1: locked the entire. Uh, <laughs> it was what was it called? The bunker. They locked it. So like if you went in there, you would get electrocuted and shot, and there were lasers <laughs> whatever and whatever it I was. Mean, right. Stuff coming out of the walls right. like m- confetti,
0: Indiana I, Jones shit, glue,
1: <laughs> bright lights. But so I couldn't even get in there.
0: A big but giant I, boulders. I got to be honest with you you down the hallway (laughs) Uh, he
1: was always always uh and i'm just straight up he was always very nice and cool to me he never once uh was like you know uh better than me or anything like that because he's five million times better than me at what he does but I never I, I looked up to him uh, with his talent and skill and what he'd accomplished in life I think yeah. that the same with you guys yeah. uh, I've said on my show five million times how brilliant I thought it was the, one of the greatest shows ever Opie and Anthony yeah. and that's the truth thank you buddy uh, that's always been the truth right. that's never changed but, you're, but uh, I looked up to him I, I thought like I, I can't believe that this guy could have chosen a million people sure, no, to I, do this show and he picked me and it was I think Tim not, had a lot to do with Yeah, right. I'm not
0: here. I'm not here to trash him. I'm just no. being uh, Oh, I know you're not. I'm being honest like you. And I even reached out to some of his friends and guys. Like, right. look, look, I, I, I just uh I I just uh extended the olive branch, let's just say. And I'm like, I just want to talk to him. This is the first time I've ever I don't want, talked about him. I don't need him. I don't I don't need anything from him, but I think it's time we just have a talk. Right, five minutes. On. Give me five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. I was actually going to apologize to him for something. Right. There was one thing we did. That I I would apologize for And I don't I don't feel like saying it here today. Maybe maybe another time maybe when you come the, in.
1: Maybe you do my show.
0: Yeah, why not? But there was one thing, and he knows what the one thing is, and that's why he's still pissed to right. this fucking day. And you know, he reached out to uh, Brother Weeze, who's my mentor. Right. And when he went into Rochester, he went after Wheeze's, uh mentally disabled uh, daughter. Hard, bad, yeah. bad shit. Right. I don't know anything about it. And that's that's the reason why I attacked Howard uh, when I had the chance when I moved to New York because I was sticking up for my boy. He's a lot different now than he was. uh, All that. But I understand why he's mad at me. And uh, he finally did the right thing and reached out to Wheeze and 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 admitted some faults and right. admitted that what he did with his daughter probably wasn't right. the best thing, but this and that. He had reasons, but he he, he apologized to Wheeze. Wheeze accepted his apology. It was all right. good. Then Weeze turns around, because he knows a lot of the shit between me and Howard has a lot to do with me uh, sticking up for Brother Wheeze. So Wheeze turns and goes, what about my boy Opie? And, and Howard goes... I'm not ready to talk to Opie. All these <laughs> no, years later, he still then. wasn't ready. Really? But I've, I try, I, look. I Tried well, he doesn't do did shows try. anymore. No,
1: I don't want like that, you know. He, he changed so much that some people don't, don't like it anymore because he's like this uh Hollywood interviewer now. He's, yeah, isn't that what I, he
0: don't, does? I don't want to be on his show, I, it could be private. I don't I even it. give a fuck you know, if weird, I ever talk huh? about it. I would say this on my podcast if it ever happened, like yeah, me and Howard had a good talk, right. and that's probably all I would ever say. It's never gonna happen, so uh, you know, I never, I'm uh, but
1: I'll be honest, when I, when I left there, uh, strangely enough. And I've kind of been this way uh, my whole career. Uh, I guess I, uh, when I get whacked or I leave somewhere or whatever, uh, that was the first place, honestly, that I in my entire career that I ever left on my own terms. Right. I literally got fired everywhere, but I walked out there like so. I went to Howard and I said, "Look at this contract," and he said. Take it. It's great. And I went, I love you. Thank you. And I hugged him. And that was the end of it. And I'll be honest with you. I got to stop you again. I never listened to him ever again. The show once. Oh, wow.
0: Well, because of uh, of your history, I just assumed you got fired again. So I'm learning something today.
1: No, I never did. I got an offer from Olive and that's the truth yeah. and he said come back and start CBS Sports Radio we're going to let you be the uh, king of the nights for us yeah. you're going to do 10 to 2 you're going to start on January 1st uh, we're going to give you a long term deal we're going to give you this much money and you can get back to uh, talking sports and he goes you can stop interviewing uh, porn stars about their rectums which is what I, which is what I was doing I Like, I, I mean I've interviewed I watched like Lisa Ann over the years just get like let's just say older yeah. and I kept having her on all these porn stars I met all of well, them well Lisa on, Ann knows her Sports though. She at least. does. And I'm friends with all of them. And I made a million friends. Yeah. And I loved all of it. And it was the greatest seven years of my life. I swear to God, it was the best radio job I ever had. Tim knows that. Yeah. I loved working for Howard. But when I had a chance to go back to do Pharrell on the bench again, which is what I did at Westwood One, sure. they said, Come finish what you started. And when he said the magic words, Come finish what you started oh, that's with. That's nice. I started in LA with Mel at Westwood One. Yeah. And to come back and do Pharrell on a Bench again, you have to understand Westwood One sells my show. Yeah. So I've been on the air for seven years there, and they, they're my sales. Right, right. And so imagine that they said come back and do for all on a Bench again. I was like, yes. And then, they uh, here we are uh, seven years later, whatever, and I'm going to do a show for Westwood One again, which is to me, yeah. the opportunity for me, and I said this, to go back on Westwood One. Like Westwood One means more to me than you know. Like my entire, I got made yeah. by Mel Karmazin on Westwood One. Yeah, same with us. And we then, were syndicated right, through Westwood One. So, they, that, so it, it's weird it being here It means something again. to me to be yeah, at Westwood One. I get it. I think it's like the best radio company in the world right. for audio for for sports, they do NFL, NCAA, the you know Final Four, the Stanley Cup, the Masters, the Olympics, uh, the Grammys, the Emmys. They do all that. And it's Bro, just you badass. got the
0: job. You no, got but, the job. But don't you think <laughs> you don't have to sell it? But don't you, you got think the it's job. badass? No, like, I, of course it so, is. So for me, that was the choice. And the people are really really nice around it. I want to go back, but I never them. listened
1: to him again after I left. I well, never listened to Howard again because I, it would probably drive me nuts.
0: Well, here's a couple things because so, I
1: regret sometimes leaving.
0: So the Howard fans love to think that other radio guys listen to Howard like twenty four seven and and rip him off and stuff. The fact is in uh, the fourteen years I was at Sirius XM and Howard at that point was there, I guess thirteen, we were a little ahead of him, I might have listened to one hour of a show. Because I don't like listening to other radio shows. Right. I know you fucking crush, but I don't listen to right. you. Right, you don't, I mean, you just don't. I just, just don't, don't like listening to uh, other shows, and I, I simply don't. I mean, me, Anthony, and Jim Norton, we all went our separate ways. I don't know what they're doing officially. I, I, some of their stuff hits my radar, right. but I had no desire to listen to, you know what, Ants Are you Up still to Now or Jimmy? With all of them? Not really. Yeah, you just move on in life. Uh, it, it all blew up, you know. I did? Yeah. So I don't know all these things. Oh, yeah. But God. I used to listen to you guys when I I worked
1: at NEW, I listened to you guys every day. I thought right. it was funny as shit. That's right. why I listened because I didn't care about uh, anything else other than I thought that you guys were demented and I enjoyed that, that <laughs> dementia. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed the abuse and the mean yeah. and the funny yeah. and the hateful yeah. and the torture of and people. And not
0: giving a shit. That's why I listen.
1: I never listened. I gave a shit Howard.
0: when I finally got fired and realized what I just or let go because they paid me out like I, I told you earlier. Right. That's when I cared Went you stupid? They never fuck you. just never this up. He
1: let me on a show a couple times. I did uh, Howard the delivery of my daughter uh, Chop when she was born. I did the broadcast live. Manny Alvarez is the doctor. Remember from Fox uh, Television? He's the he's the doctor on Fox News. He's always the guy when there are people dying or there's a flood or there's a tsunami or there's people in bacteria in their lungs, he's the guy telling them what, what's what's wrong. Yeah. So he delivered my kids. Live and on the air? So I did the play-by-play with Metallica blackened playing in the delivery room while the baby was coming out of her with placenta and blood <laughs> everywhere. I'm cutting a cord. I did that live on Howard.
0: But and other and that, your wife I, allowed that? She allowed it. He allowed it. The hospital allowed it. Was she mad, though? I did set she, it all up. I but did, like, but sh- did she give you hell after? I I didn't, fact. Care, I didn't
1: care what she thought because I was like, this is going to be entertaining. Yeah. And you're going to be on drugs and you're going to be, right. you know, uh, delir- you're not going to have time to worry about what I'm doing over Bro, here. What,
0: what was your thought when uh, when the, your kid came out?
1: I just uh, the first one. Uh, and and are, well, I had a son. Were you,
0: were you amazed what a vagina could do?
1: I was. I was amazed at that. I still am. It's a very scary uh, thought, actually. But I I, I just thought it was.
0: Women are way more superior than men. I thought it
1: was cool that I had a son after all of the things that I've done. Yeah. All the bad shit I've done. And I should be dead. Yeah. I mean, literally, I should be dead. Uh, with as much party No doubt about it, bro. I should it, be brother. dead. I, most people thought I would be dead because yeah. they knew I was a heavy partier. Yeah. And I, I used to flaunt it. I was like, yeah, you did. everyone knew. I'll never forget the day Mel Karmazin, uh was coming down the escalator at Sirius with me on uh, Thanksgiving break. So it was, the, it was the day everyone was going home for Thanksgiving. And I saw him, it was just the two of us in the elevator, and he said, and you got to remember, I've worked with this guy now for like 20 years. Right. And he's like, you know, you were really a lot funnier when you were high on drugs and dr- on it, drugs. He
0: said that to you. He did. Yeah, because he don't give a fuck. And he goes,
1: Imus was that way, too. He was way better on the air when he was coked up. He goes, ever since you got sober, you're not as funny as oh you were. Oh, my God. I was God. like, have a nice Thanksgiving, Gramps. Wow. And I'm, I'm being honest. So, uh, Do you feel
0: you're different now uh, that you're sober? Uh, did I you think, go through a time where you had, an, uh, had to adjust? It sucks,
1: dude. It just sucks.
0: Well, what do you do sort. to fill that void?
1: So uh, I play basketball. And uh, I'm good at it. And I play, and I, I'm on a championship team. We've won eight championships in Bergen County. Right. It's legit. It's all brothers and uh, white dudes that have game. There's no one really playing in it that isn't good. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of former D1, D2, D3 players. Nice. Uh, I play in this huge, gigantic national league. It's uh, There's hundreds of them all over the country in every city. Oh, shit. Uh, they're enormous. Uh, all right, Mellow, you're better than me a you know, 3 pointer. It's at Lifetime. You know, Mellow trains at the sky on 42nd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Lifetime, and it's called Ultimate Hoops, and it's like a national. Database with all the stats and all the every shot you take, every foul, every turnover, every steal, every dunk, every every uh, free throw, every three. Oh,
0: you're hardcore. So I didn't realize. This. I quit.
1: I quit partying, and I went. To, I just went straight to the gym. So I had to. I had to fulfill something else in my life because I was such an alcoholic. I mean, I drank every day of my life, and uh, so I quit drinking when I had my son. So when I had a kid, I was like, you know what? I'm a drunk, and I gotta. I gotta not be a drunk. I, I'm having a son. I got to be a good dad. I'm going to do this right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take this <laughs> on. I'm going <laughs> to change some fucking diapers. And I go, I'm going to quit doing, I'm going to quit everything. So at first I quit drinking. It was it was hell. Uh, I did not go to rehab. I did not go to anything. You I did
0: just, it on your own. I stopped cold. How the fuck did you do I that? I
1: stopped cold turkey. True story. And I, uh, I, never, I, I never got any help. I just quit drinking. And then I proceeded to, uh, it took me a few more years, uh, and then I put down the, the bong. I mean, I liked smoking weed. I smoked dope for 30 years. I smoked chronic, K-Funk, Swiss cheese, baby, Cali. <laughs> I lived in Huntington Beach, California. Believe me, I smoked some, some grass. And uh, so putting that down was a lot harder, I think, than quit drinking. I think I had about, uh, I'm going to give you about a two-month Jones. I had about a two-month withdrawal. Total Jones, shaking, nightmares, uh, kicking, twitching, uh, freaking out, like sick, sweats, uh, always feeling cold. You name it, I I had it. And then once I got over that, uh, I was on my way. Now, I've had, um, you know… Uh, I so I, I I didn't drink for like uh, whatever it was. I don't even remember. I stopped, and so I came back. I came out of retirement one year. I said I was. Uh, I got fired from SNY TV. Remember, I was on the Jets, sure. Jets, yeah, Jets yeah, channel, of course. Uh, and then um, Howard, they started telling me he, he doesn't know what he's going to do with the channel. So I felt I was getting fired. So I was like, and the, I was in St. Martin in the Caribbean, and I got this phone call: "You're fired." And I got this other one: "We're not sure what Howard's going to do. Wow. So you, you may be, you know, you may be out." We're not sure, but, you know, Don will let you know. It's like, not looking good. I yeah. like this. Heineken. I was in a tiki bar. Just
0: you know, like that.
1: I went Heineken, and I drank right in front of my wife. I go, watch this. And I hit about six of them. No problem. Then I had a couple rums. And I'm like, let's get some blow. And it, it, that's how quick it was that I drank and I was like, ready to go and ready to start using again that quick.
0: How many, how many years at this point?
1: So I had already been sober for uh, seven years and then I
0: just like that. It was I, that close. So I went
1: back to it for two years. I call it coming out of retirement yeah. in, in Spanish. That's relapse. <laughs> right. And I, and then I, uh, and then after two years, I said one day, my life sucks. I'm not enjoying this. And one day I was drinking and watching football at my house, uh, which is normal. I bet, I cuss, and I drink. And I'm gambling heavily, thousands of dollars on games. And my son walked out. My wife goes, what are you going to do? And he goes, my son uh, said he was like 10 and he went, or like 8. And he goes, he's just going to drink all day like usual. Jesus. And I went, I went, fuck. When they left, they left and left me there alone. I was like drinking. Right. And then I went. This, this just isn't working. I'm a loser, my kid just told me I'm a fucking loser. So I, I quit again. And then that way I, I, went, to, I went to some meetings and I uh, shut it down again. And it was really easy the second time for me to shut it down. I just shut it down and I was like, this isn't working for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit drinking again. And then I never drank again. Wow. And I have to tell you that it sucks because-
0: What part sucks? I just
1: really like drinking.
0: Well, I mean, it goes with watching sports and I like beer. I
1: like beer, and I love uh, rum, and I like tequila, and I like Guinness, yeah. and I like, uh, you know, is there anything else? Jameson, I like drinking Jameson shots. Jesus and I'm Christ. good at it, I'm a professional. Like, you <laughs> remember how much booze I could drink? <laughs> of
0: course. I could not. drink
1: more booze than anyone. There's people all the time, are, I'm in Vegas doing the show a lot, I'm there all the time. And people are always hammered and drunk, and are like, man, you can't drink more than me. I'm like, bitch. You have no Bitch, fucking let's clue. Go. So it's always- I could drink for twenty four hours a day, literally, and function, and do my show, and have sex, and go anywhere, do anything, drive—you name it—I could do it. I was a complete functioning alcoholic. So uh, these things I said on Howard, these things I said on CBS, these things I say to you—I'm not ashamed of my past because I had so much fucking fun. Right. That I just don't give a shit, and that I'm still sitting here is crazy.
0: Is it? Is it always with you though? It was right? the worst. Is it always? in the back of your now, mind? No, it
1: is when I go out with people. I go out a lot to dinner with people I don't like. Uh, you know my wife's friends and all these people and, I, and I'm and i like and they're always like how can you just sit there and drink double espressos on that I'll drink eight of them and it's like doing like a, a, an eight ball of cocaine if you drink eight of them I'm like eight double espressos it's like doing an eight ball and uh, the people are like is he fucking drinking like eight espressos and I'm not even like th- at all f- nothing like it doesn't even phase me and he's like he's gonna fucking drop he's telling my wife he's gonna drop dead The guy's <laughs> heart's gonna pop pop out of his chest and then uh, so people are like man how can you just sit there and not drink. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right. I hate when people tell me like, man, I can't believe you can come here to Vegas for fucking 10 days and not do any cocaine and, and not drink. I'm like, you know, suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> just go fucking do something else. Leave me alone. Cause I sit there, I go out with him and I'll drink 20 ginger ales to the point where I have a fucking headache because of the sugar. <laughs> and I wake up with a hangover worse than you. A sugar, had, I've been drinking, drinking gay ass ginger ale all night. Right? Right. right. So it sucks because I go out all the time and I just went, and people are can I get a double uh, dry martini up with an olive? And people are like, can I get a Scotch Ross? I'll take a Tito's and a splash, and I'll take a yeah. Guinness, and I'm just sitting there, and I just, I'm like, I, I fucking hate all these I, people.
0: I gotta ask you, are you spiritual through this no. whole journey? No. You don't meditate or yoga I mean, I or go, any of that I used, shit?
1: I, I used to go to uh, church and everything. My next door neighbor is my priest, right? He's the greatest guy. He's a drunk, too. He drinks a Jameson and smokes cigarettes, Yeah. and he's young, but he's from Wales, so he's real you know, Scottish, whatever. Right, Isn't right. Isn't that like Scottish yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. from Wales? Yeah, he's got a real thick brogue the whole deal and he's like uh, he comes over to my house and drinks wine and, and whiskey and smokes with my family my family's all Irish they're all drunks everyone in my family a drunk and uh, they all party I mean party like you have no idea they're, they're fun people they get loaded right? and they just talk shit about people <laughs> yeah. and he would come over and then I would tell him listen dude Honestly, you suck so bad. Your your sermon is so fucking boring. I'm like, <laughs> I want to kill myself. I'm sitting in here with a cell phone. I'm on there on Twitter. I'm looking at scores. I, if I didn't bring my phone to church, I'd, I'd kill myself, right? It's <laughs> right. so boring. He's like... Eh. In Galilee, in the sandals, in the desert, walking with mules. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? We're in 3,000 years ago? I go, I got, I got police looking for me right now here in, in New Jersey. Can we just fucking keep it local? Can we go like up to the minute, like what year we're in? But no, and I tell him, I can't do it anymore, Sean you're so fucking boring these stories about like two thousand before Christ I can't take it you
0: gotta step it up a bit so they let
1: me run Sunday school once I did it no. one day they let me do it one day and then all the women complained because the kids were so rowdy when they were done we were <laughs> singing songs like <laughs> 99 miles and the kid, they all complained to their moms and then they, they fired me and I was like listen none of the bitches want me to do Sunday school you're boring so I'm done going to church so I used to go to sir every Sunday I went to morning mass and, um, you know, would uh, think that I had this, uh, you know, thank you, uh, Lord, for uh, my family and getting me sober. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all cool with you. All right. Everything's good. But I never really uh, kept it up. I got a foul mouth. I, I use the Lord's name in vain constantly. I say Jesus Christ so many times. I'm, gonna, I'm clearly going to hell. Ah. That's, that's automatic. That's ridiculous. But no, I didn't do any spiritual. I went to therapy. Uh, I had a shrink. And Did I made- therapy help you? It helped now, me a lot. I made him. Uh, oh, look, you're, he's, he's shaking his head. No. I made him, uh, by the time I was done with him, he was on the sofa eating uh, sunflower seeds like a squirrel. <laughs> the guy, I, I turned on him and he, it went from me on the sofa to him. Literally at the end, I was paying this guy to tell him about my contract problems with Tim Sabian. Yeah. That's so, it. Cause the last two years I was there, I was month to month. Okay. So every month I had to sign a one oh, sheet. Shit. So I, I didn't like that. And that was why I left.
0: Well, it's funny with therapy because I, I, tap they wouldn't out, give me a contract. I tap out because of what you're saying like all of a sudden you run out of things to talk about and now, and now you're bitching about a bike you didn't get when you were 10 years old or something I'm like I go to my therapist you know I think it's time to take a break and she she will honestly go back to me and go yeah let's take a break for a little while and then some shit builds up and then I bounce back in when they
1: start talking to you about your mommy and daddy and your yeah. childhood yeah. I'm just like can we fucking can, you got any booze because honestly <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to talk about my mom and dad my mom's dead my yeah. dad's a dick <laughs> right Just uh, move on. How about this though? And I quit going. Like literally, the guy said to me one day, Ask him, I swear to God, all this shit's through. He says you're good, dude. Just get out.
0: Just get out now. Yeah, Cause you're just
1: not, there's, how about this? there's nothing I can do for you. You're crazy.
0: And I'm Scott, we're, we're talk show hosts. So how about this one where, you know, you, you, I do a lot of phone calls with my therapist and I talk for the first 40 minutes. I'm like, how about you say something now? You know, do
1: you do your therapy on the phone. Yeah. How great is that?
0: It's awesome. Cause so that, you're like
1: sitting at home rubbing your nuts and you're doing it on a phone. I had to go see the guy. I hated him. Well, and he had a giant, like he had like a giant mustache with like <laughs> food in it and shit. And he had like, uh, he had like a mop hairdo with big glasses. I sent all my friends to him. Uh, he knows some of my friends go to see this guy. He's really good. Yeah. And I, I would say I, I like the guy and everything. He just uh, it never once ever made me a better person. I, I, I had to at get all. disciplined though it because cause it.
0: Cause at home when I called and I'm on my Twitter, or Instagram, YouTube, I, I started editing like videos and stuff. I'm like, man, you got to take this more seriously. So I actually leave the house and speed walk and talk to her for an hour straight. I come home uh, sweaty fucking. Do you still messed. do it? Yeah. I've got a lot of friends that I've do I've been it. back uh, doing it on a regular basis. When I, when, I, when, I tap, a when I tap out, it's only for a month or two. And then why, I, do you, I why, why do you think you uh, go? Well, I had an anger problem. I yelled and screamed for a long time. How, like, how but that's quick been, can
1: you get mad? Like, what makes you mad? Like a, na- a mafia, pretty much everything makes me mad. So I'm comparing na- myself na- to you. Like, na- what what makes you mad?
0: Nowadays, nothing, man. I'm, I'm good. I haven't yelled in years. But when you
1: first started going, that was why? I
0: would be so fucking frustrated that, of the incompetence. Around me when I was uh, building a radio show, really, yeah, so frustrating because I would team. have this vision and and sometimes the people around me didn't see it the same way. I'm not talking about Anthony and Jim. It was it was more management right. so and radio stations and and, and, and the suits and all that, and it would drive me insane. So, do you want to know the
1: story when why I got so mad and, at us? Yeah
4: hold on wow you guys are really hitting it off of course we want to know why but i have to jump in here with a quick reminder to check out the links in the description for this episode so you can download the new westwood one podcast network's pharrell on the Beds." the man can talk by the way this podcast is free because of our sponsors here's greg to take care of business
0: Oh, I love that Quip is still with the podcast. I want to thank the fine people at Quip for uh, advertising on the OP Radio podcast. They delivered a Quip to my house, and I'm loving this thing, loving my new uh, toothbrush. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. They got the sensitive sonic vibration. Gentle enough on your sensitive gums People, uh, you know this, they brush too hard Some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive And you're just wearing away your gums Quip has solved that problem They have a built-in two-minute timer Pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides Helping guide a full and even clean Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes Or don't clean evenly That is the truth Sometimes I brush too much Sometimes I don't brush enough This is why I like Quip Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. How great is that? Because most of us use our toothbrush until it's completely worn away. With Quip, you're not even thinking, next thing you know, in the mail, you got the brand new brush, which is beautiful. Three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. I really love my Quip, and I'll tell you why. It's it's all about the brushes coming in the mail, so you don't have to worry about getting a brand-new brush, so you keep your teeth uh, nice and clean. They're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Opie, that's O-P-I-E, getquip.com, .com/op. Right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at dot op slash That's getquip.com slash Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace. I love Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. Can't imagine fitting anything else into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Just chat about life. There are no extra commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. Uh, Remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to, which is trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in a life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, all you have to do is go to Talkspace.com slash Opie, that's O-P-I-E, and use the code Opie to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Opie, Talkspace.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E.
1: I I love Talkspace. Opie Radio. Do you want to know the story when, why I got so mad? At us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when we? Because I literally, was,
0: I, was, I was bummed when we uh, I lost touch. So it
1: was, I was this close because you were on XM, right. right? Isn't that where it started? Yeah, yeah. And you were at XM, and we went to we went to breakfast one day. Yes, with Bob yes. at some fancy our agent. He's no longer with us. At some fancy hotel yeah. over on Fifty Seven. Yeah, you,
0: yeah. With the guy the with the bad uh, right. hairpiece. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it was right <laughs> across the street from your studio. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. And we go, and I think what Parker Meridian. That's right. And the deal was, as I remember it. Now you tell me if I'm wrong, but I was very close. What did you call the channel again?
0: It was your, it was the, uh... uh well, they called it the virus. virus. It, it was uh, yeah. high voltage. But at the beginning, it was virus. No, at the beginning, it was high voltage. There was some stupid lawyer lady who I ended up, I did like, but she had no business uh, getting into the creative aspect. She she uh, decided the name of the channel on the way up on the Amtrak from Washington and goes, okay, it's it's, it's called uh, uh High Voltage. I'm like, that's a stupid fucking yeah. name, what man. Is this? ACDC. And, and they already put out the press release, so we didn't have a chance. So that was one of the many times so I lost my fucking started
1: there, right? Like, at uh, you were doing it at on 57th in that studio where yeah, there yeah, was yeah. pianos. It was a piano store. The piano
0: store was down there. Okay, the so uh,
1: I thought that, and this is me, because I, at the time, I don't think I was working or something, and Bob was trying to get me to get on your channel. Right. You were going to put me on your channel, right. and I was going to work under you guys right. and do a show at night or something for right. whatever channel, high voltage, whatever it was. And then... Um, I remember going to that breakfast that day and this whole time we had been like negotiating with XM to do the deal. And um, so we went to breakfast that day and we were all sitting there and it was all you guys and Jim was there too and, and Bob and me. And then he told me, Uh, that it wasn't going to happen at that breakfast, like in front of you guys. Right. He just said, it's not happening. He didn't
0: tell us. So
1: uh, you didn't know.
0: No, at that breakfast I found out. No, you
1: you found out then. Yes. So I remember getting up from the breakfast, and I was so mad that I was like, I got to go. Yeah, I I got to fucking go. And he goes, listen, he followed me out in the street. He goes, they want you to move to Toronto and do the NHL channel. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I go, I. That's
0: that's XM, obviously. Yeah, and
1: I go, listen, that's cool and everything because I'm a huge hockey. I used to be the Thrashers play by play voice. I know. I was in the NHL, so I love hockey, but I wanted to work for you guys. Right. And when they told me it wasn't going to happen, I fucking snapped. Right. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Bob? You're a pussy. And then he's like, I'm going to get you this. And I'm like, you're a pussy. Right. I go, what do you fucking mean it's not happening? After all this fucking shit, why am I sitting here right, at right. breakfast? So I think that my initial anger, and it, it was- But you
0: didn't blame us, no, did it was, you?
1: It was misdirected. It was like, well, I uh, it was I, just I, anger. No, I would
0: understand that. The but... whole
1: thing collapsed. So I was like out on my ass, and I was angry. And I was like, um, you know, fuck, I can't believe that this just blew up in my face. Yeah. And then so, I think- you know, a couple months later, whatever it was, uh Tim came to me. uh He brought me to Philly. Yeah. And I thought he was going to put me back on YSB. I drove down in a limo, the whole deal. We went to <laughs> Tao for lunch. Yes. And then, or, or Nobu. Right. And then the guy says to me, he never said anything about Howard Stern. He just wanted to see if I was sober. Right. And uh he's like, how you doing? And, all this and I'm like, well, what's the deal, dude? Or am I going to work at? what am i doing and he wouldn't tell me i went back to the guy i don't know what the fuck's happening and then sure enough like am like three weeks later i got the job at howard stern so initially i think what i did was this is just me remembering now i'm being sure. honest uh is i was still since i got the job then i was suddenly cocky right and i'm like i'm gonna work for howard stern which i knew was your enemy so i went well, how do these nuts taste? I and I went on and I said, "You guys can't hold his dick." Right. And then the worst part of it was not that I had hurt my friendship with you guys, which was a stupid move on my part, but it was that your evil, <laughs> satanic, right. fucking, degenerate, low life scum, like of the earth fans, right. which are just the most ruthless fucking fans. They're brutal. I mean, they went after me and my family. They were gonna. One of them said they were gonna rape. My wife and kill my children, Not and I mean it was it got real nasty. Do you remember it got so I, nasty? Like lawyers were telling you guys, you need to back off on oh, that yeah. dude because uh, it got ugly. Because I, I, well, I was still working at Fox Sports Radio, and they were attacking the. I'd be on the air, I'd be oh, on man. the air at night, and I'd be on in. Two hundred cities, and every single phone call for six hours was uh, what did they call them pests?
0: Yeah, they were pests. They were They're still pests, believe me.
1: Believe me, they were way worse than pests. I mean, it almost I almost killed myself.
0: They're downright scary, and scary. and to make you happy, so that was how the war. Well, well started. hold on, but to make you happy, I they they now attack me.
1: Bad move by me. I, I'll never forget what they did to me. Like they, I mean, that, was, that was a strong effort by them. But, I got to tell you.
0: But Scott, now they attack me. Why is that? I? I don't know. I. I I just wish they would understand. enjoy so, the old okay, days. Wait. So and now they hate you? They pretty much hate my guts. Haven't they
1: all like grown up? Yeah, you and would like think. I guess we make new ones every day. It's been what? What'd you say? It's been eighteen years.
0: Uh, uh since since years. Well, no, I I only got fired a year ago. Oh, so they were. So, still they sort of blame me for Anthony again. Uh, you know uh, that I didn't stick up for Anthony right. when he got fired, which was complete and utter bullshit.
1: Now listen, I don't know. I, I absolutely did,
0: but I, when, but we also weren't close or or tight anymore. And the, and the show is the show is also different. Scott Farrell. But for some reason they were so mad because the ONA show meant so much to them. They had to blame somebody. Right. And Ant didn't help it along. I
1: respect them. They were a very uh, strong force. I mean, well, like they're still R- a they're, strong force like and an now an they've turned
0: uh, they turned on me. They haven't gotten over that? We created them and now they, they So what do they, they all attack do? they attack most of the the guys from the old show. So do
1: they uh and they all stayed loyal to him on
0: uh the No, compound, no, 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 no. Who are they, they mad at everyone? Yeah. Yeah, now they and pretty even, much they pretty Jim. much attack every yeah they pretty much attack all of us.
1: They're crazy. I probably
0: get the most, and then those guys, you know, uh, also get like, a lot. Of honestly, it. they it's would so be, weird would, because we developed this whole thing, and now they turned and they're, wouldn't they, they attack like us. Old, wouldn't
1: they be like old men I, now? I
0: would think so, man. Like you get over it. actually. But right. let me explain this. So I thought you were joining the channel as well, and I was excited because when they gave us our own channel, I'm like let's fucking get some guys in here, right. and you were obviously on the top of the list. I was. Lana Fes were there. Um, and we started this campaign called The Golden Ticket, trying to find like the ultimate lineup for this channel. And how I remember it is they were lost, they didn't understand programming and creativity, and they also had no money. Right. So they weren't going to just, like, give people big salaries right. to join our channel. Right. So maybe that was the logic, like, he's a talent, but let's we could use him somewhere else if we're going to pay him decent money. Right. I think That's I what I think. I was, but I please, you don't think we had anything to do with that. No, I don't. Okay. I just
1: think that uh, I explained it how, how I thought at the time. I was very angry at everything yeah. uh, that it fell through, because I was led to believe it was going to happen. It was, like, really a done deal. You thought so, too. And, then, and you thought so, too. And we were all partying that yeah. morning, but he brought me to this party to tell me no. Right. And I was ready to fucking kill somebody. Of course. So I left there angry and then when I got the job with Howard, the natural reaction was
0: To attack us. And it wasn't And cool. then, And then I saw Scott in the hall. <laughs> it wasn't cool. You th- How, close were, we remem- how close were we to fighting? I fight just remember How close were we to fighting? I just remember because he was close. there. I said.
1: How close were we? Because, well, he walked down the hall and he wasn't afraid. Which <laughs> he had some balls. He walked to me because as he was walking toward me, I started bombarding you with insults like, oh, where's your boy? Yeah. Where's your lover? What yeah. are you going to? Uh, yeah. He, just you, I go. Let's go.
3: Yeah, I let's know.
1: go. You want to go? Here I am. Because I was like, still back then, I was like, I'll beat, I'll beat the fuck out of both of you. I don't even give a shit who you. Because I went to Hard Rock one day and he started saying shit to me, and I was like, but, but Scott Greenstein was there, Tim was Wait, there. Wait, what did I say? You didn't. It was Anthony. Oh, okay. He, he was like cocksucker, and I was like. Hey, motherfucker. I go, you little bitch, you greasy bitch. I go, I will fucking, I'll have sex with your fucking girlfriend's mouth. And then I, and, but Mobby was like pulling me and Lou. And they're like, with Greenstein's here to shut up, just leave. Like, I can't fucking leave. I'll fucking kill him. I'll fucking throw a chair at him and hit him in the fucking head, of fucking cocksucker.
0: I kind of so, got excited in the hallway that we were actually going to fight. It was Cause cause, I wasn't happy I was like, there. Go?
1: I go, because listen, I'll fucking go right now. Where's your little buddy? You can't fucking be without your lover, can you?
0: Look, I, that's I, what I remember.
1: I think. And then, then Lou and Mafia, like, dude, you, you gotta calm down, man. Yeah, you're but crazy. I,
0: I had such anger and I didn't like that place that I was like, right. I think we need a fight. This will be I good said, for me. Yeah. I, I, I'm not stupid. You would have beat me up, no, but I, they I wouldn't have cared. Me? So they gave you my studio. What do you mean? Remember the- Oh, stu- that was your studio? <laughs> my studio?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they gave me my studio. And they moved me over to the like the, the slums. <laughs> yeah. Remember the wall of slums? The slum studios that I was, redecorated too. But you got that, that was, was my a, design. But that was a great studio.
0: Yeah, cuz you could see down the hallway, right, see people great. coming and but going. But then they
1: moved me over to the low rent like slums like in the the, the Cabrini Green of Sirius. I was in like uh this crappy studio. Yeah. But I made the most of it. I, so that even that was like, oh, I was like, oh, here I am again. It was like, here Can I just have you pull up and park right in my asshole? (laughs) Not only are they uh, my enemies, they're fucking giving them my studio that I was in for like five years. I was like, is this ever going to end? So
0: I got to say this about that. This is a great
1: day that I'm friends with you again because it just wasn't working. Well,
0: it it. sort of started online and stuff. We kept in touch. We've kept in touch uh, for a while now, but that place was so weird because I'm like, no one's on the same team here. No. Like Bubba the Love Sponge wanted to beat the shit out of right. me. He was going to do a special trip just to beat me up in the hallway. One day Artie came out and I, I, I got in his face and was like, fuck you. And then the e-cameras were coming. I'm like, I ain't fucking. Yeah. This is not good. Because I knew it, I would get fired. I got in a
1: fight with Bubba uh, when he first started. Uh, so the story goes, they, they you know, he, his show is so wild. And all of the, the women, right? all the wives and women that are yeah. involved in all of their lives, like Bubba's crew. right? So they had a picture. Right Mafia? And I was like, Who are these trucker whores? And it, and then they were like, Wait a minute, <laughs> that's that's Bubba and, and Brent's wife and and then like dude, whoever else. I was like, That's twenty five I'm like, Oh shit. And then it was like from was day on. from day one, he's like, Who the fuck do you think you're? I was like, Oh, listen I had no, I had no idea those were your, uh, your, your, yeah. your women. I go, I didn't, I didn't know who it was. So I'm sorry, but, uh, I, I'm sorry. I called all of your wives trucker whores. but, uh, <laughs> that's at a, the, but that's at the t- time, that's
0: a tough, sorry, it was a tough get <laughs> that's out. A tough one. I had to get out of that
1: one. It was tough, <laughs> but I apologized. I ended up, uh, I was like, listen, dude, I would never say that, uh, you know, unless I meant it. I didn't know that they were your women. I I'll say that to anybody. You're a whore. Yeah. You're an asshole. Screw you. Suck my dick. But then all of a sudden someone punches you in the you learn the hard way yeah well, so I learned the hard way by fucking with you nah. I learned the hard way by fucking with him so but the funny thing in life is uh, how crazy is the karma that we're sitting here I doing love this
0: it. no because I, I always respect. you I never thought you. I'd see this day because we're very similar man I got to tell the, uh, the the Artie Lang story because it'll drive people nuts what what drove me insane like You were the same guy on on the air and off the air, okay? So, uh, over the years, uh, Robin, for a while, lived really close to me, and I would see her every once in a while on the street. We would actually walk together for a few blocks, even though we were uh, were enemies, uh, uh, ONA and Howard. But she couldn't have been nicer to right, me. She's cool. Couldn't have been nicer to me. But then I would hear her on the air, like, you know, playing Howard's uh, garbage of uh, they suck and this and that and bl- and I'm like, that's not the person I know. Right. I I see her every once in a while and she's couldn't be cooler. Same with uh Ronnie like an act, right? and Artie Lang, same shit on air would just beat the shit out of and trash us badly and as soon as he saw me in the hallway he couldn't be cooler and we know all the same comics and stuff right, right? so one day he started that shit he just said hi to me like hey what's, what, how you been I'm like fuck you you fucking phony right. the shit you say on Howard show and he's like oh you wanna go and I'm like I'll go and I'm screaming at him cause I couldn't take that it was two right. different people yeah. and then um, long story short the E cameras started running and I'm like ah fuck if they get yeah. this on film they're gonna fire me I they're actually, not gonna fire Artie like, but I, I. But then you know, fast forward a whole bunch of years. I already started doing my show uh, at the end there. And right. I, I love the guy to this day. I we love really, the We really hit it off. But I couldn't. I couldn't take the phoniness of a lot, a, lot a lot of these radio guys. I've been
1: through a lot with Artie. Uh, you know, I'm good friends with him. Uh, and then you know, uh, especially when uh, in like sober times. Like I, I knew uh, Artie when he was sober. Uh, you know, I've known him high and and I've known him clean, and I've been uh, through a lot of that with him. Let's just say, in not so many words, I've been through a lot of the the damage right. with, with Artie. I've never I've never uh, actually done what Artie does, uh, but I've been with him. I opened for him in Vegas at the Luxor, and I remember we were both very high and very drunk. Uh, but he was doing other things I that I don't do, and. Um, uh, I knew him, and, and when he got clean, I actually. That's the hardy I love. Yeah. The guy that I saw that was like trying to get clean. Right, and he's a sober. big teddy bear. So, the, the thing with me is
0: good soul, uh, way I got to be honest
1: with you. I, you know, since he, whatever, fell off the wagon again. Yeah. And I don't know where he is today because I've seen him go up and down. Yeah. And it's none of my business, but I used to see him all the time and be friends with him and hang out with him and la-de-da. And then I think when he started, this is just me guessing. When I saw him one day in the city downtown by my studio, and he wouldn't give me the time it Day And I think it was because he was high. And I was like, because you can't fool a, a junkie, you can't fool another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've already done all this, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. know you're high. Yeah, yeah. And you won't talk to me. It's because you can't look me in the face because right. you're high. Right. And then I never talked to the guy again as long as I live. So I've seen him uh, at his best. I've seen him clean. I've seen him sober. I've seen him high. I've seen him horrible. And then I've seen what he's gone through lately with all of his you know, right. appearance and everything. And his, his face. face I, you don't his even know, I don't even know him. Uh, yeah. And so it's very sad for me because... Uh, I love the guy, and I want nothing but the best for him. But I don't think there's anything that, uh, frankly, I or anyone else can do. It's, just, uh, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a battle, I understand. and it's, it, you got to you got to find he, that way yourself. So. But
0: but he's a fighter.
1: Yeah, that but motherfucker I never did a
0: fight. He's he's I, fighting uh, every step of the way. Well,
1: no doubt, and I I want nothing but uh, the best for him. I yeah. hope that he I, survives it. I know a lot of people that don't.
0: OP radio Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash, people could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Many people are unaware that driving while high can be just as dangerous. In 2015, 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. Not so harmless after all, is it? And get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use among drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is, driving while high is deadly. So stop kidding yourself. If you're impaired from alcohol or drugs, don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high? Get a DUI, drive sober or get pulled over.
4: OP radio. What the fuck? The OP radio podcast. What the fuck is he talking about?
0: I'm confused. No,
4: I make fun. <laughs>
0: I think you got to leave in a couple minutes because you got a show to do. But I I do want to bring up one other thing, right. and it's good. It's a good one. So we're going all the way back to N.E.W., which we ran that place because right. management was had they had three stations they had to deal with. Didn't Philly, the guy Washington, sail off on a boat, Ken Stevens? Ken Stevens. Yeah. Did he really go off
1: on a yacht and never came back?
0: Yeah. I I uh, I heard
1: he sailed around the world and just he
0: like, left after we got fired, more or less. I think he lasted a little longer, and then he decided to just tap out. And I was driving to Florida once because I wandered around for those two years. Right. I was lo- I was a lost soul. I yeah. had no family, no girlfriend. I was just on my own. No job. I didn't own a house. I just wandered. And I was wandering it's through Washington awesome, on the way to Florida to hang out with my sister for a month or two. And uh, I called him up. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And I met him at a steak place. He, he, he pulls up. This is our old GM, by the way, at NEW, when me and Scott right. worked there. He pulls up in a sick-ass sports car. Looks like a million bucks, lost all this weight. Remember he had a kind of a yeah. belly? He looked literally 15 years younger. He sees me and he gives me a big hug. He goes, oh, did, have, I, ha, have I thanked you yet? And I go, no. He goes, thank you. You fucking up like that was the best thing that ever happened in my life. He got his life back.
1: Right, he got his life back. He, he life quit back. with all the bullshit. He
0: quit the bullshit. and, and uh, He left the business. And like you said, sailed away. But one more memory from N.E.W. that people uh, talk about to the, this day. The, uh, the celebrity bikini softball game. Yeah, I remember that. He was, Scott Farrell was the play. Look, they're nodding their heads in the other room. I did the play by play, right? You made that thing because we decided to have a celebrity softball game. It was like Ant's team against my team. We had big fucking celebrities Jim Brewer, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, and Mike, who else?
2: Oh, I was going to say Tracy Morgan before he was big, Jay Moore. Backed out the last minute. Right. right.
0: Jim Brewer, fucking Tracy Morgan's walking around pretty much naked saying he's going to get everyone pregnant. It was that a guy's man- a
1: trip. I've been to his house. I did the uh, show Tanked. I'm friends with yeah, Brett yeah, yeah. Raymer, the, the little dude. Right. And I, the guys from the Bronx or whatever, they moved to Vegas, their whole operation. And uh, he took me with him to do Tracy's house when they did. he did his uh, fish tanks. He actually has snakes.
0: Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. He's got like
1: a hundred giant pythons. Yeah,
0: he loves his snakes. In his house. And yeah. I was like. Yes. I'm creeped out he's obsessed with snakes I don't want to be anywhere
1: where there's fucking 50 snakes even if they're in a, in a cage I'm not cool I'm not down with that but he's a really cool dude Tracy
0: he, he used to do our show a lot and then one day we had bees in the studio and, and we put him in a beekeeper's outfit and the bees got loose and that was it he ran and never did our show again that was the day when we had guys putting um their dicks in jars that were filled with bees and the first and you had to try to get the bee to sting your fucking balls and, and dick and like if you how did, you won. But
1: you got a B to, to to do that. And
0: Tracy was like the celebrity host or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But the bees has got lo- got uh, loose in the studio. He lost his fucking mind and ran out. And we never we never officially talked. I him just ever remember
1: doing the baseball game, and uh, all I remember it was so long ago. I just remember it was really funny.
0: That was like twenty years ago. It I was almost. really funny. It was a bikini a celebrity bikini softball game. Pretty much, it was all girls just showing their tits. No, no one was paying attention to the game. It was the. Newark Stadium, right. we sold the fucking thing out. Fact. People were trying to get in. There was a line outside. They wouldn't let any more people in. How many people does that I felt place like hold? I,
1: I felt like I remember when I did it. I felt like I had made it. Uh, like I had arrived. Oh, the like ONA I was, audience right? loved so I had, you. So I had hit it off yeah. with the greatest show on in New York. And I was like, I, I had everybody, uh, you know, cracking up and yeah. freaking out. And who is this fucking lunatic? Yeah. And I, everything that came out of my mouth that day was gold. I got lucky. And then I felt like I had made it because, uh, th- at that point, then I, I was almost like family with you guys. You guys were like, you're in.
0: We had a great lineup. I remember. It's just too bad, man. Crazy. Yes, Mike.
2: I remember Scott was... uh in the booth, you were throwing beers down. You were chucking down beer cans at people. people. You're like, "Listen, don't miss the game. Don't go to concession stands." And you're just whipping beers down. I remember
1: <laughs> giant cans of beer pelting people in the head with yeah, cans of Budweiser, said, and they loved it. So, and uh, then those,
0: sir, those same people turned on you first, and then turned on yeah, me. They turn on you. Uh, you fuck! I've, I've been lucky. Wait the fuck up, you assholes! I went to. Uh, we gave you a lot of entertainment over the years. I haven't had a whole lot
1: of that <laughs> in my career. What uh, you know the.
0: The, the fans uh, yeah, attacking those, you, yeah. Those,
1: those freaks and all the, the attacks and everything. I just do the show now. I've been doing it forever. I think I've been syndicated now for like twenty five years. Wow, congratulations! So the fact that I mean I've been in that yeah, I've been in that syndication business. Yeah. I haven't been in like the local radio thing right. only a f- couple times. New York was one, San yeah. Francisco, Miami, and Atlanta, and that's it. Uh, but now I'm doing the show. So the show for and the bets is going to be uh, it's it, this is real simple so everyone can understand everyone knows that I'm a handicapper and, I, and I'm and i really good at betting and so uh, I have a site for all where people pay 35 a month it's the lowest price in handicapping in the world to get my picks every pick of a month you get for 35 bucks the same guy that does it that's my competitors in Vegas are 1500 2000 a month for real uh, for, uh, big money to get these experts so why
0: don't you raise it a well, little bit I never
1: because I, I used to do that and it never made me anything and then when I made it to Walmart of handicapping I made a fortune oh, gotcha. so uh, it was the coolest thing ever because fans were like this is I can afford this it's like a tank of gas and I get every pick of the month and I can make some money betting. So uh, the show... Uh, is about because when I'm on CBS Sports Radio, the lawyers uh, they've ruined me. They've attacked me. They've told me I can't talk about gambling and it's taboo. It's like being a heroin dealer. And so I'm always like, I'm not even taking action. I'm just giving. That's a pick.
0: insane. It goes with sports. So so everyone the lawyers harass
1: me. They shut down my website. They told me I couldn't put uh, tell anyone I worked at CBS. I had to take down all the logos that I worked there. I'm non-existent, like I'm invisible. So when I came to Westwood One my goal was to get a sports betting show. I was like, I wanna do a sports betting show. And uh, so this show, in essence, will be six days a week, and every day we're going to run down the day's action. So every game on the board in Vegas that matters, I'm going to tell you who to bet on, how to bet, and how to make money. And I'm fucking good at it. And so everyone that buys my bet, we've never had a losing month in 13 years—not once ever—and we have high numbers and high percentages. Last year in college football, we were over 75% on college football, 70% the in the case? NHL with everything. Wow. Now I've had worse years, but I've had years like that. I've right, had right. nights where I'm, you know, four. 14 and 1 in baseball. I've had nights where I'm perfect in hockey. But the show will be about every day I'm the devil on your shoulder, eating a stromboli, smoking a cigar. I got a f- hot chick standing in the back of the room with big tits. <laughs> and as you're making your bets, I'm going to be audio on demand. All you have to do is hit the button. You'll know who to take. The show will run down the day's bets. That's the whole show. Nice. Betting. We're going to talk about betting. Who to bet on that day, Right. Tuesday through Sunday, the Sunday show will carry Monday Night Football. So six (laughs) shows a week of nothing but pure betting. So every day we run down all the day's bets.
0: And and, uh, when does it start?
1: It starts Tuesday the 28th, and it will drop every morning, allegedly, at uh, I think 6.30 in the morning.
0: Tuesday the 28th. So
1: I'm going to do it every night. Before I go to do CBS Sports Radio, For All in the Bench, right. I'm going to do For All in the Bets. I'm going to lay it down between 6 and 8 p.m. The lines come out around 5 or 6, the, the next day's odds. So I have to wait for fresh odds. The fresh odds are the, it's like fresh produce. You don't want to eat you know, lettuce from three days ago, you want to eat it fresh. Yeah. So uh, the picks are the best when I get the best odds. Gotcha. When the, the first odds that come out are always the best. The lines change throughout the day. So I'm going to get them early. And I'm gonna give you the pick so that in the morning when you hear the show, you can hear the show whenever you want during the day, but you can get your action in.
4: Yeah, get your action in, but to satisfy the lawyers out there, we'd like to remind you here at Westwood One Podcast Network that if sports betting is currently not legal where you live, please don't do it. And while we're at it, wear your seatbelt. Don't text and drive. Don't run with scissors. Call your mother and finish your meat. Because how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat?
0: I I got two quick questions because I know you got to go. So uh, over the years, how much are are you up or down with your betting? Would you guess, or what, would you, what so, are you willing to admit here today? So we
1: did, uh, you know, you uh, I mean in terms of how much money I bet?
0: You, personally. Uh, well, your money coming out of your fucking pocket. So when I
1: when I bet, and when I'm in Vegas, right? So I do the show there a lot. I do residencies there. I do the show at the D and with William Hill. I've done my show there a lot, like multiple times a year, and I stay for 10, 12 days at a time and do the show. When I'm there, I literally bet on every single game every day. I'll bet on every single game, every day. I'll have 100 tickets going a day on games. I'll in-game bet in-game. is like when the game's going on, you can bet throughout the entire game until there's about two minutes left. You can keep betting. It's the greatest thing that's ever been invented. And the mobile app. Now you can bet on your toilet seat, on your phone. You can make bets now. That's dangerous. In New Jersey. In that's the dangerous
0: for a lot of so people. It is dangerous,
1: but I do it. And so I'd say, you know, when I'm there, I'll bet, you know, Five to ten thousand dollars in that a day. No, in the in the three trips I do a year. Oh, okay, I'd say I'd I'd say about ten thousand dollars. What was your a, be- a betting, and then I can I can win upwards of you know let's say. Twenty thousand dollars, or or double it. Right. Uh, I can walk out one day. We walked out. My producer made twenty five hundred on the Super Bowl. There's days when I make five grand in one day. Uh, when I'm here, I'll be honest. Since uh, New Jersey, it was always illegal. Right. Uh, everything's illegal. When I lived here, the whole time it was illegal. I never bet on sports. Gotcha. I don't have a bookie, and I don't. Uh, uh, I don't bet.
0: That must have been tough for I only bet
1: in Vegas. Now, if I want to make a bet, I can make a bet in five seconds. I sure. got 50 friends that live in Las Vegas, sure. and I can make a bet. They have burner phones. These guys all do this for a living. There's a million people that, that place bets for people. In Vegas now, when guys win too much, they don't let them in the sports book. That's a new game they play. They they kick you out when you're winning. They don't oh, want Jesus. you to win. So what we do is we have my loser, fat, drug addict, uh, drunk friends go and place the bets for me. We have a friend of ours that lives there and he works at a casino and he, he's a he's a, a waiter. He's a head waiter at a fancy restaurant. I mean high end. He makes a nickel a night waiting tables. He's laughing at people. <laughs> and then when he's done, he goes and places bets for us. Oh, wow. So uh, we call him, place bets, whatever. And then when I go to Vegas, he just cashes for
0: me. What, what was the, the biggest loss for you? You know? Um,
1: uh, you know, the biggest loss ever on a game, in-game, in, in less than one and a half seconds, I lost $2,500. To what? Uh, a field goal with no time left and a 50-yard field goal with the Miami Dolphins. And I was sitting with a ticket. And I lost twenty five hundred in one. In it was there was a timeout, and in one in one minute I was selling, they had come back and they had the lead, and I had the money, and I was licking the money with my tongue. And then was, one second later, I was I was down. I lost twenty five hundred
0: on a fucking. So, field but line. I've had you know,
1: I mean, I'd say over the last twenty years, uh, if I were to guess, I'd probably say I've bet a hundred thousand dollars.
0: Damn. Awesome. In uh,
1: in twenty years, maybe I'm guessing. I don't know. Right. I don't have a um. I'll be honest with you, I don't have a gambling problem because I'm good at betting. Mm. I'm good at sports betting. You're
0: that guy. I can win money. Uh, but you can back
1: it up, though, Mike. So like every day, he runs my website, and he will tell you, Mafia, that uh, it blows his mind what I'm able to do, uh, what, what, bet, betting.
0: What's the website?
1: Uh, well, Pharrell on the Bets will be on pharrellonthebench.com. It's still the name of my show, Pharrell, okay. Pharrell on the Bench. And then we named it Pharrell on the Bets. It took a lot of... Uh, it took a lot of thinking. We were going to call it gambling and other atrocities, and, and uh, Robert said, that sucks. And then I was going to like, what about Pharrell at the window? And he goes, that sucks too. And I was like, what about Pharrell and the Bats? That was the original one. He goes, they love it.
0: Perfect. It, it's catchy as all hell. I, I look forward. I'll check that out.
1: Hopefully. Like, if you like sports betting, yeah. which a lot of people do, and now in New Jersey, it's legal. In New yes, York next is. year, it'll be legal. I think in five years, it'll be legal in every state in the country because if you can drink booze or play scratch-off games or play the lottery or Super Bowl, and, and you can, uh, you know, smoke cigarettes, and you, and, you know, I think in five years, they'll be, you'll be able to smoke dope and bet on sports. Oh, without a doubt. They have a sports book now in the Meadowlands, yeah, right, at the, not, right yeah, at the stadium. Yeah, I know. They shuttle people from the game to the sports book.
0: Right there. FanDuel has a
1: bus, and they take the gambler, <laughs> from the sports book <sighs> over to the stadium. So
0: dangerous. So, and then I it's were... So w- trust me, once
1: the DraftKings opened up the mobile app, they're the first to do it. Yeah. William Hill will do it next. By Next week, it'll be up by the 9th of, of, of NFL Sunday. You'll be able to sit in your house and place bets. You can't do it outside the state. A GPS, it knows where you are. So it's the coolest thing ever. When I'm in Vegas, I literally, I have, I have literally been jerking off in my <laughs> hotel suite while holding a phone and betting on games and, and watching porno and like betting. Like my phone while I'm jerking off. I'm I done. love
0: that you haven't changed. <laughs> stuff, I don't even bro. have to. I don't
1: even have to go to the window and <laughs> like, stand in line. I can bet on. I can bet with my cell phone, which is, I think, a problem for America. But you know what? It's not my fucking problem. You're, I you're, like betting on sports. I'm going to win people a lot
0: of money. You're the same guy. Mel it was wrong. You're just as funny, sober, my brother. I don't know about that. You I, are.
1: I want to say this is the hottest. I'm in Vietnam. This is the worst. Heat I've ever sat in. I, look at me, I've
0: aged. We're all sweating.
1: I was fifty three when I got here. I'm sixty. But I'm swe- I smell. I'm gonna go to work now. I smell. Well,
0: it's a brand new studio. We got to figure well, out some. The bugs. studio's awesome. It's just that we got to figure it out.
1: It's hot as a sweaty ball. But did sack you have fun? Oh, well, I had a blast. Yeah, I thought right. it was fucking it was great. Awesome. Hopefully, uh, everybody digs yeah. it. I think they when will. it? Uh, when will it air? When are you airing, like a month?
0: No, no, really soon. <laughs> <laughs> really soon, because this one was really good. Well,
1: I didn't know. That, the ones
0: I, I, I put on the <laughs> He knows. I didn't know all those so,
1: other guys weren't your friends anymore.
0: Nah, we'll talk about that another day. Just, Maybe we
1: won't. All, I didn't know that. No, well, I, it's great all your guys are still with you. They're loyal friends. Here. No, he's
0: brand new. Come on. That's Mike. He's a super O and A fan.
1: Yeah, Scott thinks I've been with you for the last like 20 years. No, uh, no. he's
0: been with me a few months, but he's been listening since he's uh, 16. He's like 38, something like that. He's a
1: popo, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he is, kid. What? What? Uh, are you in
1: the? You can't even say. Hey. Yeah, I can say. Where do you? Where? What precinct? Oh no! I won't say that. I work for the NYPD. Though. Oh, all right. Well, all my buddies are, are He's hardcore. I got a lot of cop friends. They used to come up and uh, do I, they, the show the at NEW.
0: The NYPD loves me. Are you surprised? Loves they have it? all the owners. Are you guys? surprised
1: that they brought it back? NEW. It's like, isn't Do it, they really? What? I think it's 1027 NEW, or uh, do, do they call it
0: new? I don't pay attention new, to this New, it's shit. new,
1: 1027, new. That's really gay. I th- I think that it just should be any W. Yeah,
0: but I'd then right. uh, they Give brought back, you.
1: they they call K-Rock alt. Yeah, I know. But it's at least it's playing good music again. And my boy is over there, Kane. He does a good job.
0: Oh, Kane's back now. there? Remember Kane? He's
1: the morning guy now on K-Rock. Oh, that was going to be
0: my gig. Thanks, Scott Farrell. Oh, I didn't know. Chris Olivero was hitting, but now Chris isn't there anymore, right?
1: Yeah, he's long gone, yeah, which know. is the worst thing that ever happened to me, because uh, the people that run CBS Sports Radio hate me. Yeah, It's all the people that run the fan, right. and they think I'm the devil, so they were forced to hire me. Yeah, see, that, but that's he power why- He played him. All right, he well, told me that. He said, it's the only time my entire career I used the uh, boss card yeah. to get you a job, because both Chernoff and Spitz hated me, you, but then I won him over.
0: As far as radio goes, you are the devil. I'm the devil. That's why we work for Tim Sabian because he <laughs> understands people like us- because he loves the devil, he they never, worships the devil. They didn't. They didn't totally understand me. out to the devil. Serious, XM. Let me do my fucking thing. He gets
1: it. Tim, I Tim lets us it. do
0: our thing. He understands this he, shit. He's
1: ahead of the uh, of his time because he right. he gets it. He he lets the uh, talent do their shows. Yeah, and, go
0: go hire a, a bunch of other pussy boys that are just right. gonna follow the rules. Fuck the rules. So, Scott Ferrell, I know you got a man.
1: I love you. It's great to see you, dude. Awesome. I don't, I'm, I'm dog-leashed here on this. Uh, I know you are. On this thing. That's the hottest studio I've ever sat in in my life to do a show. <laughs> I want to say, nice job, Westwood, with the air conditioning in here. <laughs> I felt like I did the show out on 42nd Street with smelly <laughs> tourists. Have you ever seen, like, trying to walk to this place? I mean, I honestly do it's not awesome. feel safe, though.
0: I, I don't, it's awesome. It's like old-school New York. It has a little dirt There's to it. There's five
1: million different This is the man.
0: last block in in the Times Square area that has a little dirt. Forty second, And where are we? So at how seventh? often
1: do you do the show uh, on the road with that thing?
0: Oh, the, my uh, portable?
1: Yeah, I need to learn how to use that by, by Monday night.
0: The Zoom? it's. I all... use
1: that at uh, CBS Sports Radio when I'm in Vegas, and I still don't know how to use See, it. See, here's the problem. I've used it 30 times. I still don't know how to use here's it. Here's the
0: problem. They want Westwood One wants me to do shows in, in the studio. I love just going out how? and fucking making how up as it I go. How does it sound
1: when you do it on
0: it? I, I, I'm now, really good. It does. I, I, I had a bit of a learning curve,
1: right, Robert? So uh, do you put the batteries in? How long do they last? Can't tell the difference. Really? What? That's a mobile studio for you.
0: It really you is a mobile studio. Difference. I really Except have figured S it S out. Jones, it
1: it right? sounds that good? Really? Yeah. It's, it's like he's... In Did you see I gave you some juice in the Forbes article? Thank you very much. For very. That. I, I, gave, that. I gave Steinhauer some juice too. I guess he didn't know how to spell it. He didn't say, I said his name 15 times. Where's my juice? I went to the guy, (laughs) listen, I went to a party with him 20 years ago. Who who is this? Uh, Charles. Charles, So he's the COO of Westwood. So back in the day when Mel hired me, he was brand new. He was one of his uh, suits. Right. And he was brand new power. And I was at a Super Bowl in San Diego. And I went to the Westwood One Super Bowl party and it was huge. And that was when I met him. And all these powerful people in radio and sponsors, I mean, just millions at yeah. this thing. And I'm sitting there with like my dad and uh, I was partying and everything. And then he said to me 20 years later, he's like, yeah, I met you that day at uh, the Super Bowl in San Diego. And I was like, I have no fucking <laughs> idea." On, I don't remember any of it. I don't good remember any of it because he took me to dinner and I was like, I don't remember any of it. Right. I go, I'm sure I was, I, I blacked I, out. I remember being at the party. I just didn't remember him. And then, uh, now obviously I know who he is, you but better know. have you ever had that? Like when you see people, you haven't seen him in 20 years and they're like, Hey, it's good to see you. I saw an intern tonight. I hadn't seen him in 12 years. He goes, I was an intern for you. Yeah. I go, Oh, it's great to see you. I, dude. And he goes, I run K rock. And I go, Oh, I don't right, even right. know who you are.
0: Yeah. These fucking interns that came up with right. us have better gigs than us. You do Know We're better gigs are. than me. We're powerful. Very powerful. All right, Good Scott, go. You, you got to do your other show, man. All right, man. See uh, you. We'll do this again. Congrats, Congrats on out. the podcast for Westwood One, and uh, we'll do this again. I'll come on your show.
1: We'll promote the shit out of you on uh, our show. We already have on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks. I promoted last night, even though I didn't know I should. I promoted that I was coming here Thank today. Thank you. And, um, Just make
0: sure they know they can get the uh, Opie Radio podcast, so if they search Opie Radio, they'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we always do. It's Opie Radio, buddy. and
1: uh, we'll, we'll pimp the hell out of you on for all in the bets. We're excited to be here, and uh, I love you. It's great seeing you again. I'm glad we're friends again, brother. Of course, man. My oh, man, congrats. We've been friends for a while. I'm but, so happy that uh, everything's going great for you. I'm stoked to be working uh, with you. We done. are the coolest <laughs> two fucking people in the whole company. I've only been here five minutes. I saw. I heard from a guy from Westwood One last night, uh, Ron Harris. used to be the uh, head engineer out in uh, sure. Culver City. You know Ron? I, I know the name. So Ron now is retired. And he's like, opening cans of tomato sauce at home. He showed me pictures of himself opening cans of tomatoes. And I'm like, holy shit, is that what's going to happen to me? But I remembered him. Yeah. Because I worked with him and Elvis at Culver City. I used to sit out in front of the building while I was doing my show live every night. Right on Culver City Boulevard, right in Washington Boulevard, in downtown Culver City, right next to the police station. And we would sit out in front of the building and smoke <laughs> blunts the size of your foot. And just absolutely the entire night we smoked dope while we did the show. And then we were in there chugging yeah. drinks because we were at mostly alcohol because we were so high. Yeah. And we smoked dope right on the street, and the cops would drive by, and we'd wave to them, and we'd be sitting there with a giant doobie. Good to see hey, you. Hey, what's up? It was fun doing radio in Culver City, believe
0: me. I can imagine. It Dude, was, don't you have a, I, I was surfing.
1: I, I could instead. do another hour with you. I
0: thought you had to leave.
1: I'm going to get killed here in the city. Someone's going to shoot me or shank me. But in uh, in California, I just went surfing with hot babes and bikinis Perfect. with big cans.
0: Nothing wrong with that surfing. All right, I hope the show was great, guys. Thanks for that having me. It was awesome. Peace. Scott Ferrell, everyone. Thank you. Mike, uh, you you got to come mm-hmm. in here. we got to fill in some blanks. Scott Farrell, everyone. My Thanks, man. brother. See ya, bro.
1: Thanks for having all me. All right. I'm oh, my God. So- sweaty back. I'm soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm wet. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, to my to go, go, God. You're like, you're like <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right, all right Mike, yeah. you get in here.
1: He does my show all the time. Yeah, he
0: told me. All right, where the fuck How am I going? Just kidding. All right, <laughs> he's still going. All right, we got to fill in the blanks. Uh, Mike, how was that? Oof. Was that good? I don't even know if it was good. At one point, I'm like, you know what? I just got to let him go. I got to let him go.
2: You were trying to talk any W. He didn't care. He was on his tangent. Yeah. But that's what makes Scott great, though.
0: I love him. I love him. That's what made... He's crazy. He'll admit he's crazy. And uh, he's a hell of a talent.
2: I like that he owned up to the stuff that you guys had beef with. That was... a. Uh... Mature of him.
0: It was so weird because in the hall, I remember that day, you know, I was kind of avoiding him because I knew what the pests were doing to him after he took a shot at us. Because, you know, there was a time and he showed, uh, took a shot at us. We would fucking just come back just brutally. No rules. And then the fan base would go. So he 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 took a lot of shit, but he, t- he took the first shot. So then I was avoiding him in the hallway, and then one day I was on a side hallway, and there he is. You want to go? You want to go?
2: And I kind of wanted to go. And that was Angry Opie back then.
0: I wanted to go. You were angry back then? You hated him? I didn't... I- I kind of didn't hate him because I I understand someone like him.
2: Yeah, but he came out for no reason to talk shit about you guys.
0: Yeah. It was no reason. I was confused by that because I I feel like uh, there were a lot of guys that felt like to get on Howard's good side, uh, they had to go on there and beat the shit out of me and Anthony. I found that very strange over the years. Yeah, really, done. incredibly strange.
2: Well, they wanted to like endear themselves to Howard.
0: But it was interesting that he said that he, you know, he. I mean, he socialized with Howard a little bit, but he he was never hanging from his what ball sack did he say? Yeah, a
2: few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, you know what I love? I love when he mentioned the pests calling up because right. I, I remember calling.
0: Oh, you were one of the pests.
2: Oh, of course you were like call his radio show. Yeah. And I used to listen to him because I'm a sports guy. Yeah, yeah. But I would call up and he'd be like, "Yeah, what what what's your joke?" And we'd be like, "Scott, no, I want to ask you about the Yankee game." Yeah. Go ahead and then you would hit him with an Opie and Anthony reference. Yeah. O&A party rock. Party rock. And Urgh, slam motherfucker. The-
0: <laughs> and remember,
2: then we were cursing. It was all
0: show references on his show.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was. We were cursing on the show, and he was simulcast. So yeah. he had to hit the dump button. <laughs> yeah, I know. He made and- his
0: <laughs> show a complete nightmare. <laughs> Robert, wow! Did you get to hear any of that?
2: I heard
5: everything.
0: That was amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty. You know, I had to. had to sit back and just uh, listen. But that's okay. I got some stories, and I think.
5: <laughs> no, it was great. Having the two of you guys together was incredible.
0: Yeah. Any questions you want to ask? I don't even know where to There were a yet. couple things like, uh, you know, he was saying stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, I wanted to jump in because it, it reminded me of something, but I just let him but go. he doesn't know how to wind down. No, it's okay.
5: What's <laughs> it's great. I mean, two guys who have been doing this forever, having that conversation, doing that healing you know, you mentioned he kept saying, I'm glad we're friends again. And you're saying, well, we've been friends for a long
0: time anyway. I mean, here, I mean, we haven't, this is the first time I've run into him since the hallway where he's like, are we going to
1: fight? Where's your,
0: <laughs> that's, this is the first time I've seen him in person since online a little bit. You know, we've been talking, you know, uh, a few DMs and this and that, but uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he was very excited to do this today.
5: Well, that's good. I'm glad. And he'll have you on his show.
0: Nice. So that'll right.
5: be good, and uh, you guys can sort of, you know, Ricky Bobby this whole thing.
0: Together. Ricky so. Bobby, I like that. We're building something here, Robert.
5: Yeah, yeah, you're in the lead.
0: I'm in the lead. Absolutely. All right, I'll take that. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap out. I'm gonna disappear for a week or two. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but these podcasts are out every Monday and Thursday. I do these on a regular basis. <laughs> How many podcasts did we do today? Three, four. Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robert.
5: No, it's why. If it works, it works, right? Absolutely. I like it, this schedule. How many times I got to tell you? You got to get out of the quarter hour mentality. Yeah. You're developing incredible storytelling, incredible stories, incredible content, whatever the buzzword is, and the audience will digest this as they do
0: at their leisure. At their, at their leisure. Time. All right. Why don't we uh, wrap this thing up and let Joey take it away, right?
5: Joey's got some disclaimers he's got to read, but yes. Why? Well, with the whole gambling thing, we got to be careful.
0: Oh, for real? For real. So now we're gonna hear Joey. Like, can he do it in like fast motion? Absolutely. If, you,
5: if it, gambling is illegal in your state. Right, don't do it.
0: I understand all there, that.
5: See, Joey, I've done it already. You're good.
0: <laughs> but that's just nonsense. That's like the whole <laughs> if weed is not legal in your town yet, don't do it. It's just so stupid at this point.
5: Well, we don't want to. We
0: don't. You can't rock. put the toothpaste back in the tube, man. There's, like he said, marijuana is going to be legal across America, and uh, and gambling. It's very obvious now.
5: Absolutely. But if it's not legal where you're listening yeah, I, to this podcast it. right now, just we didn't tell you to do I it. I understand
0: that. I do understand all that. But it, it is just a bunch of horseshit. you shit.
5: just got the, the pad that you needed. We don't want that taken away.
0: Okay. I, I understand. I'm a good boy. But I also see how ridiculous things are hey, in society in general. Guess. All right. Uh, Mike, thank you. Robert, thank you. Thanks to Scott Farrell. Joey. Take it away. Thanks to Scott Farrell for stopping by the studio,
4: and congrats on the new show. Thanks to you for listening. Subscribe to his podcast free, Farrell on the Bets. Rate this podcast five stars at Apple, and visit opradio.com for hats, shirts, or to stream Opie Radio.
1: Hey, it's Farrell event from CBS Sports Radio. I'm back on Westwood One, baby, with my new podcast, Farrell on the Bets. You kind of like that, don't you? I know you dig it. We're going to be talking about sports betting in the biggest way possible. College of Bro Football, College of Bro Basketball, Baseball, Hockey, Boxing, MMA, all the biggest games, all the best bets to make you Fat Stacks six days a week. Burrell on the Bets.
4: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.